Why did they call it a job? It didn't feel like working. It felt like missing a step and suddenly finding yourself falling. It felt like panic. Welcome Me, back. Every single day. I open my eyes, panic. <laughs> Just kidding, kind of. Anyway. <laughs> I eat my cereal, panic. panic. I walk up the stairs, panic. panic. I'm at the disco. <laughs> I'm actually fine. Uh, anyway. Welcome back to, to Two Mourners. One Book Club. I'm Em. And I'm Jordy. Today, we are going to start um, going over chapters, or no, we are going to go over <laughs> chapters one through five of Crooked King- Kingdom by Lee Bardugo. So, it's been a minute um, since we have been with the crows, so mm-hmm. hopefully everyone has been listening um, along, and we've kind of been nest-egging mm-hmm. uh, the trilogy with the duologies, and so it's been a minute, but if we remember, the crows left off um, not in a super great position. Uh, they had been swindled by Jan mm-hmm. Van Eck, also Ugh. known as Jan Van. <laughs> Jan Van Ick. I was really hoping you Sorry. I was just laughing too hard at Jan Van. Get in the van. Um, yeah, you Jan Van Ick. And I was like, I heard band, and I was like, dude, we're getting the band back together. Is the Jan Van Band. That sure is from Phineas and Ferb. Power off. I love. Interesting. Um, but they I love were, that episode. They were swindled by Jan Van Eck and mm-hmm. the whole um, job that he had allegedly hired them for for the ice court was, uh, or that the merchant council had hired them uh, to raid the ice court was actually not the merchant it council. It was a ruse. He had made it up. <gasps> Fake ass bitches. <laughs> You look up fake ass bitch and it's Jan Van Eck. <laughs> and he'd be like, I didn't approve that language. Honestly. Ugh. Um, and he also took Inej mm-hmm. because they, the crows have Kuwait and Van Eck um, was, thought, so, okay. They were on an island. Um, Wylan mm-hmm. um, was tailored to look like Kuwait. Mm-hmm. And Vanek blew up a boat that he thought had Wylan on it because he's actually a horrible he father. Is. Spoiler, the worst. Yeah. Not only is he a horrible father, he's a, hor- or a horrible person. He's a horrible father as yeah. well. Um, but Which is like. twist. Yeah. Wylan was not on that boat. Good. Which is great. Um, and so when Vanek realized that Wylan was alive and that he had also kind of been tricked, he took mm-hmm. an edge. Because Kaz looked at Inej. It was a rare misstep for Kaz. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when it comes to Inej, she just can't help He himself. just has no sense. He doesn't. Um, you know? But that's never going to happen again because it got her kidnapped. Yep. So now he's like, I'm never going to feel a human emotion again. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get this done. And also, if we remember, Nina took Perem. Tough time. Mm-hmm. Which is what Perem will do to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're all caught up. <laughs> yes. What is like on a show and it's like previously on? Yeah. Previously on <laughs> Two Mourners, One Book Club. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's not what you were going to say. I think you were trying to, you were about to say something else, but <laughs> it sounded like previously on My Mom. Yeah. 
so <laughs> that might be the episode title <laughs> Um, my mom watches The Young and the Restless, and mm-hmm. every episode they're like, previously on The Young and the Restless, or <laughs> next time on The, the Young, Young and the, the Restless. Restless. And it's a different actor's voice every time. That's, I love it. It's funny. So anyway. I love it. Now we're on to Crooked Kingdom, and chapter one begins with a character that y'all will never guess if you haven't read it, but hopefully mm-hmm. y'all are reading along. Right. Um, it's with Retvenko. <gasps> and if we remember. Retvenko. Back to Six of Crows, uh, the first chapter of Six of Crows was in Yost's point of view. Rest in spaghetti, never forget <laughs> And he ran into Retvenko, and Retvenko is um, a, or was an indentured Grisha squalor mm-hmm. for Councilman Hode. Um, and so you're like, wait a second, we have not heard from I, him. We barely heard from Rhett him Benko. in Six of Crows. Retvenko, yeah. bro, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> Nothing good. Well... <laughs> My horrible brain with Yost, I was just thinking, he's just, he's Yost not that into you. Because <laughs> he had that Grisha crush. And then she got strung out on Param. And then he died. And then he died. So. What a sad. Rip. Sad. Did you ever read, um, the short, it had a dumb title. It was like the short perilous life of Brie Tanner or something. It was like a Twilight. That sounds familiar. Little <gasps> short story. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about that. That was basically the first chapter of Sixty Crows for Yost. I totally forgot about that. Crazy. Anyway. Anyway, let's get so, with our friend Retvenko. So Retvenko is in a bar. And I starred one of the first sentences in this mm-hmm. book because, again, the imagery that Lee uh, Bardugo writes is just mwah, so good. chef's kiss. So it's good. perfect. Delightful. Um, I'm just going to read the sentence. Quote, and there was no escaping the smell of the throat-choking stew of bilge clams and wet stone that seemed to have soaked into his pores as if he'd been steeping in the city's essence like the world's worst cup of tea oh it's so well written it gives you exactly that feeling just icky just gross Mm -hmm. just like just sooty industrial yeah and so we're like okay they're in ketterdam Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no doubt about that now and so retvenko is drinking um not great whiskey Mm -hmm. uh in a not great bar Mm -hmm. in a dingy Ketterdam. So he's not having a very catch money time. And he's having a no good, horrible, what is it? Right, on the no good, horrible, bad day. Yes. Um, And so the, um, oh my gosh, what is it called? The bar, what is the person who serves? The bartender? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's. The barmaid? Yeah, the bartender <laughs> is kind of trying to make a little bit of conversation with mm-hmm. him back and forth. But Retvenko is worried about being seen as a Grisha. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find that, we we had already mentioned it, but in the book now that we find, um, if anyone forgot, that Retvenko worked for Councilman Hode. Um, but after he died, because he was among the whole bunch of people who died in that instance with the Grisha that they mm-hmm. took advantage of. So, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah. But now Revinko's out of the job. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking, well, when he was there, it wasn't a great job. He didn't get paid a lot, but at least he had a clean place to stay. Yeah. And now he is kind of, um, well, after the councilman died, uh, you know, he still had a contract that had to mm-hmm. be paid off. Um, and... This, uh, he took the indenture after Ravka's civil war to get out. And we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but after Ho died, he still had that contract to pay out. So the merchant council, um, let him 
uh, work like, on on voyages to take pay like off. odd jobs on the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, but now he's pretty much it's up to him to find like where he's going to live and things like that. Um, and he he describes the voyages as really difficult, but in just two more he can pay his indenture off and go back to Ravka because yep. the young king is giving pardons left and right. Wow, love a pardon. Yeah. Um, Sometimes. Love, we, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, let me walk that back a little bit. <laughs> um, and so he's buying more whiskey, even though he shouldn't. He's trying to save his money. And also mm-hmm. he has a job to go on very soon. Um, but he gets another drink anyway. Um, Who hasn't been there? Yeah. That's the, how you, that's a slippery, slippery slope to alcoholism. <laughs> it is. But sometimes um, that'd be how it is. And then the bartender asks him if he's Rabkin, and Rabenko kind of tries, he, he, the, his defensive goes up. Because With his he thick Rabkin accent, he's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> um, he, and he doesn't want anyone to know that he's Grisha, because mm-hmm. recently there have been rumors of Grisha and Ketterdam disappearing. Um, Stressful. And just being kidnapped and sold. So, not great. Mm-mm. Um, and so he pays and leaves, um, and starts to head, um, head to the docks where he's going to go on his next voyage. Um, and he's, as he's walking again, he's thinking of going back to Ravka, um, because they're giving out pardons. He can pretty much ask for forgiveness. Um, and we find that, um, sorry. So he keeps walking, passes a graveyard. He feels mm-hmm. uneasy, almost feels like someone's following him, kind of weird. Um, and he thinks back to the Civil War, um, which is taking place during Shadow and Bone. Mm-hmm. And um, he notes that he killed Grisha, the people that he used to be friends with. Yep. He killed um, civilians and children. So he was on the Darklings team. Ooh. Not a good look. Not, Not a, good a good look, look. Brett Benko. Um, <laughs> chose the wrong side of history, but honestly, look, if he had sided with Alina, he could also be dead. He could so. be dead now, but you know, if the option is be dead or live with the weight of murdering children on your soul, that's fair. That's fair. You yeah. might want to be dead. Yeah. Um, and so he was on the darkling side, not great, but no. he's, he's contemplating it and it's clear maybe that he regrets it. Yeah. It, it seems like there's some trauma where he's like, that's the only thing he's good at. Might mm-hmm. as well do it for the right reasons yeah. this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there. And so Brett Benko is continuing on and gets to the guard station at the docks, um, and checks in, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, he sees that the person um, is holding a stack of papers that has mm-hmm. the purple wax seal, which is of the Kirch Merchant Council. So it's it's proper documentation from them. Yep. It's important to note that theirs is the purple wax seal. I mm-hmm. think that's important to know. It is important. I also um, like that it's purple because purple is a traditionally like regal color. Mm-hmm. Like it was associated with royalty, but the Merchant Council is very much like, no, we're all equals together in Except this great not. city. But the purple signals, like, you know, they're basically royalty. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Retvenko is kind of thinking about that, the difference between mm-hmm. their councilmen and the monarchy in Ravka, and is thinking, well, of course the council is allowing this because it's going to bring money mm-hmm. to Catterdam or to Kerch. And in Ra- in Ravka, um, 
power is power mm-hmm. and Kirch money is power. Um, and so he's thinking about the differences and then again thinks back to hopefully going back to Ravka. Yep. Um, and, uh, the first mate on the voyage tells him, um, that he, Brett Bencombe can just chill for a little bit. Also, he smells like alcohol, so probably sober up. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and wait on the signal from the Council of the Tides. So I think that was mentioned in Six of Crows. Mm-hmm. The Council of Tides is an alleged group alleged. of tide makers, uh, Grisha tide makers who council the tides. They Basically. <laughs> I mean, no, um, they make the tides favorable for shipping. Um, mm-hmm. So if they want people to be able to come in or to leave, they make sure that the waters are calm. Um, yep. So so people can ship because that is where Kirch's trade or Kirch's income comes from, from trade. trade. And they also make sure that Kirch stays separate from the rest of the continent by keeping mm-hmm. water over the land bridge. Yes. Um, so that's not a red flag at all. <laughs> 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 no 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 it's fine it's fine um and so uh after Benko hears this he like kind of flips off to i know the space of- he's very much i can see him like he doesn't have a cigarette but i can see him like he has a cigarette like council of the tides jackasses yeah like, he just is not about it mm-hmm um and so as he's walking away he uses his powers to like knock over the stack of papers that the the guard or the first uh, first mate had for him, because he just that was you know that's like petty evil, right? And I'm like, that sucks, right? <laughs> that's just not nice. Um, and so he um ends up walking um to sorry, where are we? Um, well, if this is a good line, this which is one? quote. This could have been a good line to start, but I wanted to start in a different, mm-hmm. in a different voice. Um, he says, quote, like, he's thinking, like, I'm a squalor. I'm so much better than these people. I'm, I'm such a good soldier. But here, he was just an employee. Mm. Ain't that the truth? <clears throat> that <laughs> one hit. We feel you, Rep Vinko. <laughs> <laughs> Pour one out for my homie, Rep Vinko. <laughs> um, and so he goes into, like, this little shack almost to wait for the rest of the crew to go um and uh there's a clerk in there and says oh there's coffee um and Rebenko being picky is like i want tea and the guy's like well there's coffee so (laughs) beggars can't be choosers also you get you get what you get and you don't have a fit yes it's also kind of clear from like the the life that he's dreaming about when he goes back to Ravka Mm -hmm. he doesn't really understand the new Ravka administration he's like I'll be home I'll be treated better than everybody else I'll get my kefta back I'll get the finest of things like he is not wanting equality he's just wanting comfort back yeah because right now he has none none he has coffee instead of tea Mm -hmm. and the guy in the like shack type thing Mm -hmm. um tries to have a conversation with him and Ravenko's like be quiet I hear something and he keeps trying to have a conversation with him (laughs) and Ravenko tells him literally like shut up um and the guy won't shut up so he uses his powers to blow him against the wall (laughs) um and uh they're like oh I guess there's nothing and he lets him down Mm mm-hmm um, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> there's an explosion. Whoa. Uh, so Rebenko did hear something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Rebenko tries to hide. And the um, clerk in this little, it's essentially like where they wait yeah. the 
money for the trade is like held i don't know like it's so small mm-hmm. it's a supply closet of yeah. a place and so the clerk reaches for his gun and thinks mm-hmm. that these people are trying to take the money um and the person a woman enters after the wall has been shattered and she's shoe um and so the clerk thinks that oh my gosh she's she's gonna take the money Mm -hmm. um and so he shoots her and she like (laughs) falls backward and retvenko like sees the blood pouring out of her wound but guess what she does she gets up she's just like i'm fine Uh uh-huh and um Starts going towards <laughs> towards the clerk, um, and this presumably kills him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and once she does, she looks at Retvenko, and he tells her, "Take the money. I don't care. Take 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 it. I don't. I He's don't like, need thick it. money. I don't care." Um, and he like give tries to give her his wallet. He's mm-hmm. like, "I didn't see a thing." <laughs> Retvenko is many things, but he ain't a snitch. That's that's a fact. <laughs> um. He's also all about self-preservation. Yeah, that that's more so. Um, <laughs> and um, she doesn't do anything. Um, like, she doesn't try to take the money. Um, but <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> um, and so she doesn't take the money. She's just looking at him. And so mm-hmm. he tries to use his powers against her. And... He does it doesn't, for a little bit. Like not work. But it's pretty much like if someone is throwing wads of paper at you. Yeah, it's like it, he's gonna have no wind eventually and she's still gonna be there. Mm-hmm. She's just knocking everything away so quickly. And so he's kinda confused and also frustrated because mm-hmm. his powers have always worked to stop someone. Um and then uh all of a sudden <laughs> he hears something behind him and the wall behind him <laughs> well, is gone. Wall gone. Um, and someone grabs him by the arm, so he mm-hmm. can't use his he can't use his power. Uh, and then, um, this person he's begging them, mm-hmm. pretty much, please stop. I'll do whatever you want. Um, and he looks back and he kind of yells because he's scared because the person behind him, mm-hmm. it's a shoe man. Um. But he, he has wings coming out of his back. Like, like steampunk wings. Yeah. Like, um, like gears and mm-hmm. filigree and canvas. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not normal, per no, se. No, even in this weird world, that's not normal. Yeah. Uh, and then they take up, he, he picks up, the shoe man picks up Rhett Benko and starts flying with Rhett Benko I'm in his arms. like a bird, I only fly away. Yeah, yeah. And then he just has Red Vinko. And then he does fly away. <laughs> <laughs> With Red Vinko. And Red Vinko's like, <laughs> And I loved the last sentence mm-hmm. in this chapter. Quote, his prayers turned to screams, but both went unanswered. And once again, rest in spaghetti, never, never forgetting Red Vinko. At the beginning of this chapter, I wrote another poor bastard. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that is the end of chapter mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, I do mm-hmm. love how Lee Bardugo starts each first chapter. Mm-hmm out of the norm yes. of the rest of the book because it sets the stage at first you're a little confused like what's going on but it sets the stage and gives such a good background for everything else that's going to happen yep. it makes sense it pushes everything forward mm-hmm. and so chapter two starts with our favorite little flautist it's wylan i love uh, wylan <laughs> and the first question he asks his chapter starts out with quote 
what am I doing here? <laughs> and I immediately wrote, screaming, crying, throwing up, nervous little Jim. <laughs> which I think is a good he's way so, to describe He's just life. so sweet. He's like a little, like, genius Montessori kid who found himself in, like, yeah. suddenly at, like, the top tier of a crime syndicate. Pretty much. And he's kind of not sure how he got there. It's like, um, what's the movie, uh, Catch Me If You Can? Mm-hmm. It's pretty much kind of like that. He's like, wait a second. <laughs> How is this my life now? What have I done? No, also, I do want to just pause real quick and talk about the show for a second. It has not come out. Yes, And it will so not close. come out um, by the time this episode Until we airs. receive a million dollars. <laughs> no. Wait. Also, we did not even mention this. So hopefully you guys follow us. A brief hiatus yes. before we, we go on to chapter two. Um, hopefully you guys follow us on Instagram at two mourners pod. Cause we do post every week last week when we posted. Oh my gosh. I posted. I can't, I can't believe it's taken us this long to, to talk about this. I know. The, which is part of the reason we're a week late on recording is because we were so excited. Not even kidding. Like fully, uh, fully. So Jordan uh. usually does amazing art for us to post and neither of us had done really anything for mm-hmm. the post on that Monday. So one of my friends had gotten me a shirt with uh, Ben Barnes's face thrice. Yes. Um, and <laughs> it says the Darkling. And I it thought, so okay, nice. I'll post a picture. And I had myself a little mini photo shoot. Um, and It was post- so cute. Thank you. Um, I hate looking at pictures of myself. And um, so I posted the picture. And I always send what I'm going to post to Jordan and mm-hmm. get approval for like the caption and everything. <laughs> Well, this not, is a pr- a, not get approval. Not approval. We, we collaborate. This is a team effort. Yes. This is a team podcast. It's called Two Mourners. It's two of them. Two. It's two. <laughs> two, two. <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching The Nanny and they go, Oh, so two, good. Two, two. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so I post the picture and mm-hmm. I was at work and went home for lunch and I took my dog Duncan out. He's an angel. He is. And I came back in because there was not service outside. Also, I came back in to eat. That I didn't come back in because there's no service outside. <laughs> and I see a notification on my phone that we have Instagram notifications. I'm like, oh, let me look at them. But my face ID wasn't working. So I, I'm telling y'all the whole story. <laughs> so it's I put in my thing. password. Yes. And I log in. Oh. And I see that we have a few likes on that picture. Oh, my goodness. And what do I see? Oh, my goodness. Other than Ben Barnes. Oh. Liked the picture. Actual verified account, Ben Barnes. And so I thought it was Ugh. a fan account at first, and then I, I saw too. the little blue check. And, and Instagram doesn't give those out for $7 a month like mm-hmm. other social media sites. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I immediately sent Jordan. I couldn't even you text her. You sent I, a voice message. I sent a voice message. <laughs> And I was like, Jordan, Ben Barnes just like the Instagram was, post to go look at it. I was eating lunch and watching Dragon Ball Z with my husband. And I was like, oh, wait a second. Here, wait a second. Emma just texted me. Let me listen to it. And then I listened to it and I was like, wait. No, no, no. Before that, Jordan didn't respond for a oh, whole no. minute. Yeah. And so I sent her another voice message saying, Jordan, what are you like, doing? What could be more important phone. than look this? Look at your phone. So I finally looked and I was like. Ben Barnes. That has to be a fan account. Ben Barnes? Who's that? So I checked it, and immediately I saw the little blue check, and I was like, what? Wait, what? Wait. 
So we were screaming, crying, yes, throwing Yes, I took screenshots of, like, everything that, mm-hmm. like, had his face on it. Just incredible. So that was really exciting. Just a highlight. Mm-hmm. Also, Ugh. when season two comes out in a few weeks, so today it is March 1st, mm-hmm. um, and again, apologies for missing last week for posting, but um, season two comes out in just mm-hmm. over two weeks, and Jordan will be traveling I will. during the season two premiere, so I have to very wait sad. a weekend you're very to good watch friend. it, because we have to watch it together. We have to watch it together. Obviously. Obvi. So anyway... We'll be we'll be a week delayed in our commentary on season two, but as it'll well. be there. It'll get there. It will be. I there. promise. Yeah, that maybe way. we'll do some Instagram lives. Oh, some reactions. You know? It's just gonna be me on the floor crying, <laughs> just constant. Nina, just, just different. Nikolai. Nikolai. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I could get that high. Mal. <laughs> oh. Hey, Mal. Did you ever watch, um, oh my gosh, what is it? George and Martha? No, I've never oh heard of gosh. that. It's like a kid's show, but it doesn't watch like a kid's show. It's about two hippos named George and Martha, and they <gasps> yes! share a TV. Yes! Yes! So there's this character. Um, oh, her, she's a, like a memory. She's a flamingo, and her name is Penny, and everybody hates her. And every time she comes on screen, George goes, hey, Penny. <laughs> and that's what I felt like just now. <laughs> hey, Mal. That's what we'll we'll do a, a post when Mal comes on and you'll be like, hey, Mal. Hey, Mal. Anyway. Not about him. So after uh, that, that's, we just had to share with you guys yes. in case you don't follow us on Instagram. Which you should. You really should. You really should because we put a lot of hard work into it. Mm-hmm. And we're, if you think we're funny here, <laughs> actually, I think we're probably funny here. But <laughs> we're at least this funny on Instagram too. Yeah. Also, at least. we put a lot of hard work mostly jordan puts a lot of hard work no. into the artwork you do a lot of hard um, work too jordan i've done two posts did you write all the captions anyway oh yeah <laughs> two <laughs> sentences <laughs> chapter two wyland's point of view uh, questioning why he's there how did my life become this sweet mijito like uh, little guy i just love um, him so much he's great i recently got a haircut and it, it's wyland-esque <gasps> It is. Honestly, it is. I saw him in the trailer when it was like the the Netflix like meet Wyland, and I was like, uh oh, it's me. No, <laughs> it's me. Hi, um, I'm the Wyland. It's me. Pretty much. Um, I am very nervous and throw up quite a bit. <laughs> that sounds like I have bulimia. I don't. I have acid reflux. <laughs> I'm sorry. So Wyland's like, how did my life become this? He's doing a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and he's wearing a uniform uh, that is the uniform of one of the waiters at Club Cumulus. Cute. Um, so he's in a little disguise, and he's thinking, okay, this it's it's just like any other dinner party. I've been I've to done those. this a million times. It's fine. And he's thinking, you know what? This is actually easier than one of the dinner parties I've been to with my dad because I don't have to pretend. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean pretend, but... Not pretend in the sense of I'm my father's dig- biggest disappointment. Just pretend in that I can pour you a glass of champagne. Yeah. So. Um, I, I so feel him at this point because he's like, this is easy. I just have to stand here. But he doesn't know what to do with his hands. And we do a lot of events for our job. Mm-hmm. And I feel this all the time. He's like, he's standing with his arms like down to his side. And he's like, mm, that doesn't feel right. But in front is like too military. Like there's just no good way. And he's overthinking it mm-hmm. quite a bit. 
Um, and he's just waiting for one of the actual waiters to come in and call him an imposter. <laughs> um, and so he's anxious about this. And then we we get in his mm-hmm. soliloquy. Not soliloquy. It's his chapter. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, we find that it had been a week since they had been in Ketterdam um, and about a month since they left Jerholm. And so Inej has mm-hmm. been with Van Eck for a week. And if we remember, they were given a week to give up Kuwait. Yep. Ooh, sorry, adjusting my seating. Um, to give up Kuwait to get Inej back. And so presumably this could be, we don't know exactly what's happening. Yep. Um, and also, Wylan still looks like Kuwait mm-hmm. because um, Nina tailored him to trick Van Eck, but the Perem wore off, so she can't. She can't put him back. Mm-hmm. And so he sees himself, anytime he sees his reflection, he's a little shocked because it doesn't look like him. Yeah. Um, and so they are in a private parlor um, at this club. Uh, and someone at the plane table, um, is asking for a refill of champagne. So Wyland goes over. That's his job tonight. Yes, he's, he's a champagne waiter (laughs) and, um, pours the champagne. Um, but as he's doing it, he is thinking, um, that he is thinking, okay, well, at least I can do this. My dad taught me, mm-hmm. you know, I learned how to do much, this, but I can pour a proper glass without yeah. it foaming over. And then he thinks of Jesper teasing him. <laughs> I wrote cute. Right. <laughs> um, and then he looks over at Jesper and Jesper is at the table, which is a little scary, a little scary. Cause remember he's a gambling addict, severe, mm-hmm. um, super severe. And, uh, so he looks over at him, and um, we find that Jesper had been playing, and the people at the table had been playing cards for over two hours, um, and <laughs> that um, per Kaz's instructions, Wyland was just supposed to keep filling the glasses and um, listen to what Smeet has to say, Smeet. like Smeet. Smeet's conversations. Oh, Smeet. And you're thinking, oh, who's that? We'll find out. <laughs> and so this is where the quote that Jordan read comes from. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel like working. Just feels like you're falling. Um, it's panicky. Mm-hmm. He is screaming, crying, throwing up. Honestly. <laughs> and so Wyland is trying to distract himself by looking at the room, taking in out every detail. Um, and we find that in this room, there's no natural light just to kind of make it seem like there's no time. Or not to give the, the um, players a sense of how much time has passed. Um, and then Wyland watches Kaz deal mm-hmm. another hand to the players. That includes Meet Jesper, and other people. So Kaz is the card dealer. And we know Kaz <laughs> is a fantastic card dealer. Because he does um, close-up magic with yes. it. Um, and he is also wearing a disguise in the blue jacket. But he doesn't have his gloves on. And Wylan is thinking how weird what? and wrong it is to be able to see Kaz's hands. <laughs> it's like come, like walking in on someone naked. Like, oh, sorry. Yeah, like, except it's just his hands. Yes. Um, and uh, he notes that Kaz is just a natural at it. He's so good at it. It doesn't make sense that he's mm-hmm. so good at it. He doesn't quite understand it. But wait, if Kaz can control the cards, why is Jesper losing, like, a lot? <laughs> By, like, 
<laughs> like horribly. Yeah. Um, and then um, as he's thinking of some of these questions, Nina is, um, or wait, sorry. This isn't no. a flashback. This is now a flashback. So he's thinking of these questions and thinking how he, he had thought this plan was impossible. And then we get a flashback and Nina is thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we find that Kaz's initial plan was um, to give Jesper a line of credit at this club and to have him play cards with Cornelius Smeet. Smeet. Isn't that such a dumb name, Cornelius Smeet? It is. It's nasty. Like, it's a good name for a character, but if you meet someone named Cornelius Smeet, you can kind of picture what kind of person they are. Yeah. Right? They're kind of icky. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kaz tells her, well, this Smeet likes gambling and he likes blondes. So we're going to have both um, for him. And so Nina presumably will be the blonde. Yes. Um, And uh, Kaz tells him that he'll deal the first half Mm -hmm. and Specht, another member of the dregs, will deal the second half of the night. Mm -hmm. So it's supposed to take place over about four hours total. Woof. Um, And then Specht kind of also has hesitations because he tells Kaz that he can't control a deck like he can. Mm -hmm. Kaz tells him, Eh, at that point, it'll just be plain. I'll have done my job. Mm-hmm. We're good. It's fine. Um, we just have to keep Smeet at the table until midnight. That is that is the plan. This yep. whole distraction is just to keep him there until midnight. Um, and Jesper is trying to prove himself. Mm-hmm. Because if we remember, he is the reason that they were attacked they were at jumped. the harbor initially. Um, and so he does feel guilt over that. Mm-hmm. And also, he thinks... He feels responsible for for Vanek taking Inej in this because if they hadn't been bested then, they could have they wouldn't have been bested again. So he's going along with anything Kaz says and is like, I can do it, I can do it. Um, and Nina reluctantly <laughs> goes mm-hmm. along for it or with the plan um, because they know that this plan will ultimately lead to Inej's safety. Yes, to save her. Um, and so they don't question it once they realize, okay, this is the only way we can do it. This is the only way we can save an edge. Let's do it. It's fine. We'll do anything for her. Yeah. All of them, not just Kaz, who is in love with her. Mm-hmm. Jesper, Wyland, Nina, Everybody and loves Matthias. her. She's yeah. a queen. Anything for her. <laughs> Which, same. Like, anything for Selena's. Honestly. Um, you know. Anything for an edge. Anything for an edge. But also, I love Selena Quintanilla. Yes. I showed uh, one of our coworkers um, a violin version of Dreaming of You. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, it's so good. Um, and I had uh, sent it to someone else. Uh-huh. And <laughs> she responded back. You know who I'm talking about. Yes. She responded back, I need to be in, in a better emotional state to listen to this. I can't. <laughs> I'm like, girl, same. <laughs> Honestly, it, it's a mood. So anyway, anything for Anish. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, they, the time is running out. It had been just about a week since they had been mm-hmm. back in Ketterdam. Vanette gave them, gave them seven days. And so um, Wyland feels guilt because Vanette was the one, his dad was the one who took her, even though he couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. He is thinking, well, it's my dad. I should have been able to do something. This is my fault. Even though it's not. It's really not. You mm-hmm. Children should not be held responsible for the sins of their parents. Yeah. And so we're still in this flashback, and Nina is asking, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? What What's my 
role in all this. Mm-hmm. And Kaz tells her, well, you're going to try and get Smeet to spend the night with you. Matthias <laughs> is shocked. He is aghast. He is appalled. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Um, <laughs> and he blushes and all the things. <laughs> He's like, oh, what? Oh my goodness. <gasps> what? Oh my goodness. And Kaz reassures him, he's not going to say yes, it's fine. And when he says that, Nina's a little offended, thinking, I'll get him to say yes, want to bet Matthias tells her, (laughs) Nina, what? I know Nina's like, you're saying that I couldn't seduce him? And Matthias is is like, babe. (laughs) Babe, I don't want you to. She's like, oh, it's not that. I just, I I could do it. I could do it. And Kaz is like, y'all are both stupid. Be quiet. He's like, both of you shut up. Um, this guy, Smeet, he has, he's low stakes. He's actually a pretty upstanding Mm -hmm. citizen and just likes to go out on the town once a week Mm -hmm. and be crazy. He's like, he's not going to cheat on his wife, which good. Good. Good Smeet. Um, he just, he's just going to waste some money and spend some money on, on women, but never actually cheat, but still kind of cheating. Not kind of. It is. It is. Um, and so... Kaz is telling them the plan. They have so much time. Um, and so now we kind of jump back forward. Again, yep. so seamlessly done. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't even question what's in the past and what is happening now. Yeah. Um, and it Nina is goes together. Mm-hmm. Nina is in a sheer lavender gown with a corset that has... Her, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Jessica rabbiting her figure completely yes. out. Which, good for her. Honestly, good for her. queen stuff. Um, and... It is noted that she's a lot skinnier since she mm-hmm. um, was on Prem, not like Ozempic. It's it's a drug that is draining her. <laughs> not Ozempic. Right? That's the one that oh, people are using. Oh, oh, Ozempic. Is that the it one sure people is. are using? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and now, anyway, um, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, she is in this very scandalous gown. Skimpy. And she is sitting on Smeet's lap. Lap. Gross. Um, and she has her arm around his shoulder and is kind of like, has another like, hand on his chest. Like whispering sweet nothings yeah. to him. Um, and she ordered oysters and champagne. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, hold on. Oh, Wylan is thinking, mm-hmm. you know, Nina can hand her, handle herself, but she shouldn't have but to this do this. Is a lot. She mm-hmm. shouldn't have to do this, you know. She shouldn't have to have to put on clothes that are so scantily clad clothing <laughs> and sit on this icky guy's lap mm-hmm. and pretend to like him. And oh, sweet Wylan, Wylan, he's just concerned. Oh, he's just such a good he's dude. Like, I know. He's like, she can do whatever, but she shouldn't have to. Yep. I love him and appreciate him I for that. I know. Um, and Jesper, once again, loses. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, come on. Um, and Wyland's uh, kind of wondering, why is Jesper like, losing I'm so, so confused. As usual, nobody knows the full extent of Kaz's plan. He yeah. just gave him the jobs. Mm-hmm. And so um, Wyland goes over to refill um, Nina's glass and uh, kind of trips a little bit and spills some champagne. Um and ugh, um wait yeah uh he spills some champagne and smeet yells at him and mm-hmm. calls him a foreigner because he looks like 
Kauai, and I wrote racist, ick. And I also wrote in my notes, Lee Bardugo writes men so villainous and icky, yep. which I know we use that word a lot, but I think but that is just accurate. the best way to describe these men. Yeah. Because we were thinking, oh, he's just not going to really cheat on his wife, but he is. But, he's like, another it's, woman. He's still emotional. Ugh, he's and so physical. gross. That's just nasty. And he's racist. So, all in all. Not good. Disgusting. Um, And so, uh, Wyland just kind of backs away. Um, and is nervous, mm-hmm. and while Smeet is still spewing just racist and also classist things, yes, um, Nina tries to calm him down mm-hmm. and is being flirtatious and does what she does well. Um, yep. And uh, then Jesper um, kind of leans back and and puts his hands on his his guns. Yeah. Um, his beautiful Zemini pearl oh, His, like, bespoke guns. guns. Mm-hmm. And Smeet notices him do that and is like, wow, mm-hmm. those are really pretty. I have a gun collection, but I don't have Zemini revolvers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then Nina kind of tries to get mm-hmm. Smeet to, like, oh, are we really going to sit here all night? And tries, right. like, fake faking to seduce him and he says oh no like we're fine here i'll buy you something mm-hmm. um and so then she orders more oysters um and then wyland notes that nina looks like she's gonna be sick when yeah. or sorry smee orders more oysters and wyland notes that nina looks like she's gonna be sick um because ever since prem she hasn't really had an appetite and I wrote, that is just awful because she found joy in food yes, and in eating. That was one of her big joys. And that is, like, such a simple thing to treat yourself with. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I love waffles. Right. <laughs> um, and now she can't even eat. So um, sad. So I, I just think that's heartbreaking because um, she did it to save everyone. Yep. And so she... Eats an oyster begrudgingly to yeah. prove, like, oh. Like, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, after the after Smeet orders, Wyland goes to get them, takes the empty tray, um, and goes to get the new order. Um, and he goes back to the parlor with the order, puts it on the table, uh, and then Kaz, who was dealing, make, makes a signal that he's mm-hmm. done. Um, and then Specht comes and sits down. Yep. And Kaz looks at Wylan as he goes away, and that is the cue to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, Smeet, uh, kind of, not pushes Nina yeah. off, but gently suggests that she get off his yeah. lap and says, okay, like, we're good, I'm, I've done well. Um, I'll probably yeah. find, I, let's go it's, play somewhere else. It's as predicted. He's mm-hmm. like, well, time to go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and Nina tr- says like, oh, my food just came. Like, we can't like, leave what? now. Trying to get him to uh-huh. stay. Um, but he's just ignoring her. Um, he's like, oh, we can do something else. And then, um, Jesper says, hey, I'm not done gambling. And Smeet kind of tells him, mm-hmm. well, you haven't done very good so far. So I think you are. And then Jesper reaches for his guns, not to shoot anyone, but uses them as a wager and puts them on the table. It's like, what? And Wyland's like, no, not his guns. And he says that. 
it's like the nerve. Yeah. <laughs> and so they go back and forth about like how much it will be, and Wyland tries to tell him not to, mm-hmm. and everyone is shocked that someone who is the help would honestly dare speak up about that. Um, Smeet's like the nerve. Yeah. And how Jesper, dare you? Jesper says, "Well, I didn't." ask you for your opinion and gives him a look telling <laughs> Jesper him to, hits him with a good old did I ask yeah um and then looks at him pretty much giving him a look to shut hey, up hey shut the hell up even Nina's like <laughs> shut <noob>. up <laughs> like, hey, come on we just went to the ice court like you rookie could, you should be able to figure this out yes. Wyland. um and so they're going over the prices and they end up on six um thousand Kruger um for like a line of credit for the yeah the revolvers um, and then Wylan, um, goes through, like, the parlor mm-hmm. after, after he's kind of told off by kind of, everyone in the room. His wrist is kind of slapped. Mm-hmm. He goes back to, not the parlor, he leaves the parlor and goes into, like, the butler's pantry, essentially, um, and meets with Kaz, mm-hmm. where Kaz is waiting for him. Um, and Kaz already had his gloves back on, yep. of course. <laughs> of course. Um, and he kind of figured that jesper would wager his guns yeah and Wyland's like kaz you won't believe it and kaz is like how much is is he getting for him he's like you don't good, understand good. but he's getting five thousand six thousand but it's, it's fine great um, <laughs> that gives us plenty of time let's go and kaz i think is still trying to punish jesper, oh 300 um and i wrote about it later but he's blaming jesper overall but he is also punishing jesper because he blames himself. See, that's what I was going to say, is mm-hmm. that he does care about Jesper so much. Yes. That punishing Jesper is almost like punishing himself, too. Because mm-hmm. he knows the more he punishes Jesper, the meaner Jesper's going to be to him. And he's like, and I deserve that. Mm-hmm. Except Jesper's not going to be mean to anyone. No, because Jesper's a <laughs> saint. So, um... Sunk to Jesper. Yeah. <laughs> and so, anyway, um... Songs, Jesper. Yeah. Anyway, in this little pantry, <laughs> Kaz tosses Wylan and a cape and a, a mask. He's like, "Let's go." <laughs> I wrote so many costumes. <laughs> Wylan, me, <laughs> me. And Kaz says, "No, of course. Who else would it be? Like, really? Come Bud. on. Come on. Do I have me. to go over the plan again? We do not have time for this." Um, and so Kaz makes sure to tell the other waiters to send someone into the room to mm-hmm. replace Wylan, um, and gives the excuse, oh, he spilled, <laughs> um, so that was planned. Uh, and mm-hmm. Wylan, as they're leaving, it kind of all clicks to Wylan, and he accuses Kaz of, of knowing that Jesper would lose, obviously because he made sure that he would lose. Yes. Um, and Kaz tells him, duh. Of course. Obviously. It's all part of the plan. Do you not understand? Um, and Kaz explains it to him. The only mm-hmm. way to keep Smeet there was to keep him winning. Um, and uh, Wyland tries to give him a little back back and forth, a little lip. Kaz yeah. isn't having it. No. Um, but Wyland is also concerned about Jesper because he knows that Jesper has, has a, a severe a gambling, gambling addiction. addiction um, and is worried about it. Um because, and is also a little upset at Cass for putting Yeah, he's position. like, why would you put your friend who you know mm-hmm. has this problem in this situation? Yeah. And he's thinking there had to be a better way to do it, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, and again, he, he, well, now Wylan is wondering why Jesper does it without hesitating. And this is so painful. Like, 
Jesper just wants Kaz's approval again after mm-hmm. he he dropped the ball. Yeah. And Kaz is holding out mm-hmm. because he's blaming himself and is putting that blame the again because he can't punish himself, he's punishing Jesper. Yeah. Just continuing on from that original mess up essentially. Yeah. But then cuz Wyland's Wyland, he's like maybe Jesper wants even more than forgiveness from Kaz. And he has some complicated feelings about that. Okay, I watched an interview with the cast. Mm-hmm. And one of the... They were reading, like, fan comments. And someone was like, well, maybe Jesper wants more than just, like, friendship with Kaz. And mm-hmm. uh, the actor who plays uh, Jesper was like, absolutely not. Mm, I don't know. Reading the books back again... There's definitely some unrequited, think, like... Well, no. I think initially there was. Yes. Not anymore. No, but at the beginning of their, their the beginning. friendship. Um, and so Wylan is just kind of stewing over everything. He is. He's just in his head. <laughs> and then again thinks, what am I doing uh, here? And then realizes, okay, I'm here for Inej. That's right. She saved everybody. She deserves my help. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he po. Also... <laughs> <laughs> that also maybe because i like jesper just a little just bit maybe and i want to help him like maybe but that's not the rule it's furnish <laughs> um and so they leave the barrel and are going into the zelver district and in crooked kingdom we get a lovely map of ketadam we sure do um, it's lovely mm-hmm. and in the zelver district mm-hmm. uh, matthias is waiting for them and uh is notes he had been watching Smeet's house and mm-hmm. gives him a rundown of, okay, the lights Poor haven't been on for a while. You're good to go. Um, and uh, Matthias does warn Kaz that he doesn't know if if the, Smeet's servants are awake. Um, but Kaz has no patience and tells him, there's only two. Like, chill out. You don't have like, to worry. Please. Oh, my gosh. Like, you oh. should know this. Um, and <laughs> before Matthias can finish his sentence asking about Nina, <laughs> Cass tells him, Everyone's Nina's fine. fine, Jesper's fine, everyone's fine, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And Wyland shrugs at Matthias, kind of like, He's like what you gonna do? <laughs> and Matthias is in a bad mood. Yeah. Matthias is what, no good what's very new? bad day. <laughs> um, and so Matthias is keeping watch, Wyland follows Kaz, and they are back at, Sme- or they are going to Smeet's house. Mm-hmm. And Smeet's house is also where he operates his business, so that's where his office is. Um, and so the neighborhood is described as a nice neighborhood for respectable people, but it's not mm-hmm. in, like, the mansion district, not where the Van Eck, where Van Eck lives, essentially. Um, so there are three flights of, of or sorry, there's three stories. Yeah. Um, and each one has a different purpose. But in this area, while they are large houses, they're all really close together. Yeah. And so that's why they're going to go through the front door because they can't sneak in because they would have to break into someone else's house. And it mm-hmm. would just be a big thing. It, it would be such a thing. Not necessary. And so, of course, Kaz um, picks the lock like he's using a key pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> and um, as they open the door, Wyland hears... The pitta-patta of little paws, except it was big paws. Um, there should be a word for pitter-patter for big paws. I don't know. Send just, it. Go for it. <laughs> no. Does he, like, pitta-patta, just say 
A little pitter-patter. I would just say a little... But if it's a big old puppy, maybe it's like a smitter smatter. <laughs> it's a big old puppy. But, but there's... Use, use different vowels instead yeah. of pitter-patter. Use patter-potter. <laughs> or potter-putter. <laughs> Putter-piter. I don't know. Peter but... Piper picked up... <laughs> Anyway, there's some dogs in there. <laughs> there's some puppies, except they're not puppies. They're big. They're big. They're puppies. like, I, th- I saw like Irish wolfhounds. Yeah. Like big old boys. Uh, good puppies. Um, my toxic trait is that I think I could befriend any dog and that none of them would be violent or bite me. Well, you haven't been wrong yet. This is true. Um, if I saw like a wolf in the wild, I'd be like, it's a baby. Friend. <laughs> friend shaped. <laughs> if friend shaped, why sharp teeth? Why sharp teeth? <laughs> if friend shaped, why try attack? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. How, why are bears' ears so cute if we're not meant to scratch behind them? If fluffy, why sharp claws? <laughs> I have so many questions. If cuddle shape, <laughs> why no cuddle? <laughs> I know. It's sad. Yeah, if I ever. <laughs> If I ever saw a wolf in the wild, I'd be like, who wants Hi. a cookie? Hi. Who wants a cookie? A tweet? Oh, what's a good puppy? And he's like, you're the cookie. Yeah. <laughs> With my dog, he's a, an angel of a pup. He is. And I do baby talk him a lot. But he just, he, he deserves know, it. He does. He needs that. Um, And I'll say, donkey dude, baby. Oh. And I would say that to a wolf. And he's like, it's me. I'm, I'm the, the baby. baby. <laughs> and a wolf would be like, You know, if that's the way I go out. If that's the way it's supposed to happen, just know, I have peace with that. Just know I had a boost of serotonin. <laughs> As because I saw a puppy. <laughs> I mean, we should all be so lucky. <laughs> Have is to have the, that have you seen the tiktoks where it's like this descended from wolves and it's like a chihuahua like a, like a pug or something yes anyway sorry um there are dogs in the house i get i get distracted <laughs> there are dogs in the house um and they come running over to see who is going inside and wyland starts freaking out a little bit wyland's like dogs <laughs> what i was not expecting this kaz was <laughs> <laughs> and kaz had smeet's whistle Mm-hmm. Do, like a dog whistle and blows it um to a sound of course it's a dog whistle so only the dogs so like, can hear it and these dogs have commands to the certain sounds of the whistle mm-hmm. and so they stop um and we find that um nina while nina was sitting on smeet's lap and kind of mm-hmm. like all over him she got the whistle from around his neck and put it under one of the, the oysters oysters so when wyland took it back kaz got it before they left yep um and then Kaz gives a new um, command to the dogs, and they flop on the floor. And, they, and they're so sweet. Yeah. And Kaz rubs their belly. Oh. Um, and I wrote, dog guy. Right. Um, but not really. He just likes that they follow commands. Yep. Um, <laughs> well, that's what Wyland perceives. Yeah, but you know, he's definitely not a cat guy. No. I no. think he would like a dog. I think so. I think if Inej was like... Let's I'm, get a dog. He'd be like, okay. okay. He'd be like, there's actually already one at home. I yeah. thought you were going to ask for a yeah. dog. <laughs> it's like I actually bought a dog farm. <laughs> um, and uh, Wylan is still nervous and kind of pushed back against the wall. And Kaz asks him, "What? do you not like animals? Or mm-hmm. what? what's up? And Wylan tells him, well, they're big. And I like dogs, but... 
But those are big dogs. These are dogs. big, giant dogs. Um, and uh, he... <laughs> um, hold on. What did I... Oh, so um, Kaz realized that the best way to get into Smeet's house was, of course, through the front door. Um, and we found... Um, we find that... Or, sorry. Kaz learned the patterns for the mm-hmm. dogs. The dogs are kept in a kennel during the day and at night are free to roam the house as guard dogs. I wrote yep. a huge no. Right? You do not That's keep a your long dog in a time. kennel all day. Yeah. I had to, like, keep Duncan at home for eight hours last week. Mm-hmm. And I was panicking. Yeah. And that is because he has space to roam and he has enrichment <sighs> toys and he yeah. has a bed and he has food and water with ice. Yes. That's filtered. So <laughs> he was in a luxury res- like resort. Yeah, he's and not it's in a still kennel. scary. Yeah, and he's still like, "Mom, where are you?" Yes. Um. So Smeet should not have dogs. Cash should have just no, taken the dogs. Honestly, and he feeds his dogs in the morning, so they're hungry at night. That's Gross. awful. Also, depending on your dog, you probably shouldn't feed him once a day. No, you should feed your dog at least twice a day. Duncan eats three times a day when I eat. So breakfast, yeah. lunch, and dinner. There you go. So that way he doesn't feel bad. He doesn't feel left out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) People are going to listen to this and think I'm crazy. No. Yeah. It's okay. Um, So, uh, again, Wylan is thinking, what have we gotten ourselves into? And then remembers, it's Furnish. Yep. Everything Furnish. Yeah. Um, And so he goes back to... Um, thinking about how Kaz had planned everything out. So Kaz got the parlor at the Club Cumulus. Um, Nina got the whistle. Mm-hmm. Um, and he arranged the venue, the menu, and the seating. Yes. Um, he was in the room where it happened. He was. I was going to do it in, in like, the, the <laughs> tune, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you still could. No, that's okay. Um, and uh, while Nina and Smeet had been talking... Smeet let it slip that one of his clerks went away on holiday and just never came back. Well, we know why. And he's not going to come back. (laughs) Spoiler. Because um, Kaz had dangled him by his ankles um, Mm -hmm. over a lighthouse. uh, And the guy kept saying, oh, he's a good man. He's a good man. And I wrote, "Mm, probably Mm. not. Um, And he dropped him. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Woof. Yeah, bummer. Um, And so... uh, Kaz pets the dogs and goes upstairs <laughs> to Smeet's office. Smeet. Um, and uh, the office isn't even locked. And Kaz notes that the dogs have made him lazy because he just had so much confidence that they mm-hmm. wouldn't stop anyone. Um, and Wylan is feeling guilt over the clerk that had yeah, allowed had them to, to yeah. be in this position. The informant. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kaz is pretty happy with himself because he's like, okay. Yeah, this he, is he got to pet easy. some dogs. He's yeah. inside the house. Like, things are going well. He's had a good evening. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Smeet, repre- we find that Smeet represents a lot of people in the Merchant Council, including Jan Van Eck, um, like, as his lawyer, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Kaz pulls out, uh, Smeet's ledger that has all his dealings mm-hmm. and his client's dealings in them. 
And so um, they're looking for Van Eck's name, Wyland's name, and then um, Wyland's stepmother, which he does not like to call no. her his stepmother because she's only a few years older than him. And he's a teenager. Yeah. So let's, gross. Rem- let's remember that. Van Eck. Van Eck. Um, and uh, so they're looking for ledgers in Jan Van Eck's name, Wyland's name, mm-hmm. and Van Eck's mm-hmm. young wife, yes. Alice. And uh, um, Wyland tells Kaz that my dad wouldn't keep any any properties in my name. Um, and Kaz tells him, well, you know what? <laughs> yeah. um, people do a lot of things yeah. to avoid taxes. Kaz was like, don't underestimate the power of tax evasion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And so they're going through the, well, um, Kaz is going through the ledger. And I, he's reading the names out loud. He mm-hmm. doesn't, because... Wylan is dyslexic yes. and can't read. He has fantasy dyslexia and nobody knows how to deal with it. But Kaz reads everything out loud, uh, asking him, or de- yes. well, he doesn't ask him, he just tells him pretty much, like, if you recognize something, mm-hmm. let me know. But he doesn't question it. And Wylan is feeling bad, thinking it would take half the time if I could read this. And Kaz mm-hmm. pretty much tells him, no, no, no. Like, I knew how long it would take. I, I accounted for this. Um, what an ally. I know. I love Kaz. Kaz is a lot of things, but he is not ableist. I mean, of course not. Yeah, obviously. Um, and so they're looking through different things, um, and they go through different... Um, Kaz recites some of the names of, of Van Eck's um, properties. Like his and, holdings. Mm-hmm, and Wyland tells him what they are. Um, and... Uh, uh, Wyland... Um, like, out of curiosity, he's mm-hmm. like, was there anything in my name? And Kaz is like, Kaz is not one to, like, sugarcoat. To soft, yes, mm-hmm. I was going to say something else. Um, That was better. To sugarcoat stuff, he was like, yeah, there was a printing press. I wrote asshole. Yeah. And he also um has ale comedy? Ale, ale comedy? It's like mm. the theater. It's like Coney Island. Yeah. Because he's an ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like a broken down Coney Island. He's like, yeah. I'll leave that for my boy. Mm-hmm. And then Kaz asks what Wyland's mother's name was. Like her maiden name. Mm-hmm. And Wyland tells him he wouldn't have anything under her name. And Kaz just asks says, for it again. Try me. And he tells, Wyland tells Kaz that his mother's maiden name was Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Um, and asks when she died. And Kaz asks him when she died. And we find out that his mom died when he was eight. Oh. Um, and that his dad wouldn't let him go to the funeral. Awful. Uh-huh. And he doesn't even know where she's buried. And then he mm-hmm. asks, why do you guys say no mourners, no funerals? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> and Kaz is basically like under promise over deliver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. Um, and then Kaz's expression chain- changes and he tells Wyland, let's go. Um, and Kaz knows where, he tells him that he knows where Nesh is. Um, and Wyla notes that with the, <laughs> with the way Kaz's voice sounds, he's not yes. going to ask any questions. We're just going to keep moving forward. Yes. Because <laughs> um, Kaz doesn't raise his voice, but mm-hmm. he gets like. It's like the mom who's like, stop now. Mm-hmm. It's like when he's not yelling, you're mm-hmm. in trouble. Um, and he was like, you know what? I've seen that face before. I'm not good. I'm, have- we're good. We're good. It's let's go. Fine. Yeah. I'm following you on the way out. Um, and Kaz gets the room back to exactly how it was before, mm-hmm. so there's no trace. Um, and, 
Kaz asks Wylan if his dad gave much much money to charity, and Wylan says, "No, my no. dad's an asshole." <laughs> he says that he Wylan tells him, "Well, my dad thinks that giving to charity robs people of the opportunity to work for themselves." <laughs> Nobody wants to work these days. <laughs> I'm just thinking of him with like lip filler, like a Kardashian, <laughs> damn panic. Nobody wants to. Nobody work. wants to work. Um, Lord. And Kaz says, "Well, um, he's actually been making donations to the Church of Saint Hilda, Hilda, Hilda. Yeah, I would um, say Hilda. Uh, for eight years. Um, so that's probably where your mom is buried. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wylan." shocked poor little guy just found out where his mom might be buried um (laughs) poor little guy and starts to ask a question and kaz is like no no no, don't have time i don't even have to give you this information because this is a kindness yes like wyland recognizes this is a kindness Mm -hmm. this has as far insofar as wyland knows this has no effect on getting an edge back and also is like why would he tell me Mm -hmm. um and uh so kaz tells him smith's gonna be home soon we have to go and so, as Kaz opens the door, there's a little girl, oh. um, and she's probably about, she looks to be about five, um, and she's in a nightgown, and Kaz goes into the hallway, Wyland stays in the room, and Kaz goes up to her, and she asks, do you work for my dog? <laughs> he says, no. <laughs> it's so scary. And Wyland's like, Kaz is about to kill a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's what he's thinking. Yeah, he's thinking... Back to the clerk that Kaz killed, like, the guy mm-hmm. saying, I'm a good man, I'm a good man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we get a flashback to the moment of Kaz holding this guy over the edge of a lighthouse. And this guy is saying that he's a good man, and mm-hmm. he can give them things, he can give them money, he can give you, what, like, information about Smeet's clients, what does he want. And then the guy, the Smeet's clerk, who's now dead, tells Kaz that... He has information mm. on one of the girls at the menagerie, and she's a Zemini. And that Kaz kind of pauses uh-huh. um, and asks the guy, asks the clerk what he has on her. Uh, and so the clerk thinks, okay, this is my way in. Like, oh, I got him. I can, I'll be free. Uh-huh. And he tells Kaz that one of the girl's clients gives her money and gives her gifts and she keeps them. And mm-hmm. that because he knows this, um, he holds it over her. He's like, if Helene knew, she would kill her. So I, mm-hmm. um, she'll do anything I ask because I'm not telling Helene. Yeah. And Kaz kind of pushes to learn more. Uh-huh. And he's like, she'll do anything, everything you want. Kaz ain't having this. Kaz is an equal opportunist. Yes. And does not take advantage of the little man. The underprivileged, the, um, what is it, indentured, mm-hmm. enslaved. Yeah, Kaz is not about it. Mm-hmm. So that sealed this guy's fate. And I said good for him. Honestly. Um, and the guy kind of realizes that he made a mistake and, um, then Kaz killed him. (laughs) You know what? Um, I'd say that counts as community service. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, What an upstanding member of society. He's not a good man. Um, so he was lying when I was like, when he said, oh, I'm a good man. And I wrote probably not. I was correct. Mm -hmm. Um, ugh, that just like, it's just so icky. I hate it. Um, so back to the present. 
Wyland is thinking Kaz is gonna kill he's this like, five-year-old girl. He's like, she's about to kill girl. this little girl. <laughs> And then he, Kaz asks what the dog's name is, because one of the dogs is right next to her. Mm-hmm. And she tells him that his name is Maestro Spots. Oh. And they have a little back and forth. And you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, Kaz is being nice to this little girl. Like, that's so sweet. Um, and <laughs> I can just hear his growly voice. That's good to know, Hannah. <laughs> yeah. And, he know, and he, so he knows her name. And mm-hmm. she's like, wow, that's crazy. How do you know my name? He's like, I know all the kids' names. And and then he, like, proves it by naming her neighbors and Mm -hmm. everything. And he's like, I'm the boogeyman, basically, is what he says. And she's like, you don't look like a monster. And then he tells her this, and I wrote, so true. He gives her this one for free. (laughs) Quote, the really bad monsters never look like monsters, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Manic, Pekka Rollins, the Darkling. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, well, with a name like the Darkling. <laughs> it has to be good. Let's use our context clues there. <laughs> but the rest of them, they look like normal people. Yeah. And then the little girl asks if he came to eat her. He's uh, like, you know what? Um, uh, usually monsters eat kids when they don't go to bed. Your dad was right about that. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to let you pass. Mm-hmm. Only if you don't tell your dad. And also... Um, you if you go into bed if you go to bed right now, mm-hmm. but if you tell anyone, <laughs> I'm gonna come back oh. and slit your mom's throat, and I'm gonna slit your dad's throat, and I'm gonna slit all your dogs' thro- throats, and I'm gonna do I'm mm-hmm. gonna kill your favorite last, so you know that it's your fault. I wrote, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> he said, here's some advice for free, and here's some trauma I'm charging as interest. This five year old little girl, he's like. <laughs> and she's like you get it he said you got me basically you feel me and so and she's like mm-hmm. and probably never has a good night's sleep for the rest of her life she's probably like 15 it's like when i was five mm-hmm. this guy was in the house <laughs> and she Cass probably thinks that and, she dreamt it yeah but she'll probably like tell that story to some of her friends and cats will find out and be like mm-hmm. i heard you were talking about me and just like gaslight her <laughs> right that's kind of funny. And um, then freaking Wylan is like, she's just a kid. And, and Kaz is like, okay, it was either that or she was going to die. He's so. like, and you were also a kid. I was a kid once. And you know what mm-hmm. happened to me? A lot of shit. So we got to move forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Wylan just kind of shuts up. <laughs> it keeps going. <laughs> and before they leave, Kaz blows on the whistle again um, to give the, the dogs. The like dogs back on alert. Yeah, gives give the dogs their command so they go back. Um, and so Smeet's clerk actually gave them the signals for the dog's whistle, so yep. the commands. And that's how he knew. He wasn't just lucky. Yeah. And Kaz, they leave, and Kaz locks the door behind him. And as um, they are leaving... Um, Sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, Wylan is shocked that they got away with it. And Cass is like, just stop looking like, so You look shocked. guilty. Like This is how you get caught by looking like you don't belong. Just keep moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they're leaving, they run into... Um, <laughs> this was my favorite. Reading this, I was like, ha! Yeah. They run into Smeet. Um, well, uh, sorry. Before that, as they're leaving, Cass is thinking how good of a job that it how how smoothly the plan mm-hmm. went um matthias gives a bird call um, <laughs> and they just bop right into <laughs> and then they turn the corner and bumps right into smeet um and uh, i wrote immaculate plan immaculate and that is the end of chapter two 
Yes, it is. Uh, sorry, this is taking longer than I thought You're it was okay. going to. Um, and then chapter three is in Matthias's point of view. Yay! My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, um, we're in the same spot that we just left mm-hmm. off left off on just in Matthias's <laughs> point of view, and um. Smeet kind of, um, after Kaz ran into him, he falls a little <laughs> bit, his hat moves, um, and uh, Kaz, mm-hmm. you know, offered him assistance to help him write up. Matthias is like, he is such an actor. <laughs> because it's Kaz, but he is, he's saying, like, oh my gosh. Sorry, I'm- sir, let me, oh, did you dropped your wallet, sir, let me get that for you. Oh, my apologies. And Matthias is like, you fake bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fake ass bitches it's true matthias is like unbelievable he's like tutting like tisk 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 um and so kaz takes all the blame saying oh my gosh i'm so so funny it's my fault sir i'm so sorry and smeet thinks he's being so magnanimous he's like it pays to be honest young man no before that so kaz is apologizing and then um, he, as Smeet starts to walk away, Cass tells him, oh my gosh, it looks you, like you, you dropped, dropped your, your wallet. wallet, here you go. And Smeet gives him five bucks and says, oh, you know what, it's so good to be honest. You know damn well that Kaz took that wallet out of and his dropped pocket it. and dropped it. <laughs> He's like, here you go, to start your own fortune. Like, very, like, stupid, like, yeah. here's and five dollars. oh my gosh, too kind, Dude, sir, I'm, my, I'm geese think, and, I'm thinking, my geese and be generous. I'm thinking of, in Robin Hood, like, the Disney version, where Robin Hood's in his, like, blind glasses, and he's all hunched over, all alms, alms for the poor. That was another <laughs> That's literally was that, him right now. When we were at work, was that another one where we were like... Yes. <laughs> absolutely anyway um <laughs> um so okay Smeet... close my stand goal oh good the power of laughter hello i'm at 15 hours of standing today what way to stand that's crazy oh i would use my standing desk uh, that's why stand um, in the place where you are and uh so Smeet continues on and doesn't realize that he just ran into Kaz, who was the <laughs> car dealer for his car dealer for two hours um and as Smeet gets to the door, he's looking for his whistle. Like, oh my gosh, where is it? And then Kaz put it in his pocket. Mm-hmm. And Matthias is like, you didn't put it on the chain? I, I'm pretty sure you could. And Kaz is like, nah, wasted time. Honestly. Um, and Matthias is shocked <laughs> because he was watching Kaz and Smeet run into each other. And he knew what Kaz was going to do, but he's, and he, 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 made a conscious, he made a conscious effort to look. He was like, like holding his eyes open yeah. to see like when the moment happened and he had no idea. Couldn't do it. Um, and then Kaz gives the Kruga to Wylan. He's like, don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> That's such like a dad thing to it do. Is. Just like, here you go. Here you go, Sonny. <laughs> oh, it's so, so funny. Um, Kaz is one of my favorite characters of, in anything of all yeah, time. So good. Uh, um, and then they go to the canal where Matthias had put their rowboat, gives Kaz his cane, um, and because mm-hmm. uh, that would have been pretty, pretty obvious. Um, and uh, where are we going? Um, so they're going down to the canal, and Matthias is trying to ask him how so? it went. Kaz tells him, "Shut up! We're literally on the river. People can hear People, you." Yeah. 
Um, He's like, the water has ears. And Matthias is like, man, screw you. <laughs> You're so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I hate you. He is. He really Ooh. is. <laughs> you suck. You're the worst. <laughs> can't stand you. My dad would let me talk right now. And Cass is like, I'm not your dad. Your dad's dead. <laughs> oh my gosh. Am I wrong? No. <laughs> um, and Matthias is just wondering, like, why does Kaz have to be so hostile all the time? <laughs> I was just trying to make conversation. <laughs> but Matthias is rowing like the big lump of country muscle that he I is. Kaz know. um, knows exactly how to treat everybody to make them feel like gold and to make them feel like shit. Yeah. He knows exactly which buttons to press. Mm-hmm. But Matthias just wants to get back to the Black Veil, so it's the island that they're hiding out on, and mm-hmm. to Nina to make sure she's okay. So speaking of big lump of country muscle... In season one of Shadow and Bone, because it was rewatching it to prep for season two. Um, What did you think I was going to say? I had no idea. I was along for the ride. (laughs) Um, Nina at one point calls, tells Matthias, oh, you big lump of of muscle. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I wish they had put country in there. That would have been so good. So good. Hopefully in season two. I'm sure we will. Um, And so anyway, they're rowing, uh, well, Matthias is rowing, rowing. (laughs) and they get to the island um, that is actually an old cemetery. Mm -hmm. And I wrote, it's kind of like New Orleans. No, literally, I was Mm -hmm. about to say it gives big New Orleans vibes. Um, And so because the the graves are above ground Mm -hmm. because it's like swampy, and so this island is below sea level, yeah, um, which means. Obviously, it's not under underwater, but if the tide rises, it, it has the potential to go yes. under. Um, and so, like in New Orleans, where the cemeteries are, all the the graves are above water in like mm-hmm. mausoleums. Yeah. Um, because if they in were crypts. underwater, yeah, in crypts. Because if if they were buried like traditionally six feet under, um, with all mm-hmm. the water, it would they would be dug up pretty much. Yep. Um, so, like, after major hurricanes in New Orleans, it's not terribly unusual to have mm-hmm. coffins floating, um, just depending on how and where they were buried. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually it's, like, a mausoleum, so it's it's enclosed um, and mm-hmm. above ground to keep that safe. So I was like, oh, you know what? Actually, I feel like Ketter Dam is pretty similar to, like, New Orleans and, like, the districts. It and, has, like, and a like very, that. like, yeah, a very New Orleans and Amsterdam feel to mm-hmm. it. And instead of beignets, it's waffles. Not mad at so, that. Um, oh, man, a beignet sounds really good. It does. A beignet's not bread, is it? It's fried dough. It would probably be classified as a bread. I gave up bread for Lent, and everyone I know is being really litigious about it. Meaning my mom is being really <laughs> And my dad and my siblings and my husband. I said a pancake <sighs> wasn't bread. And I appreciate you for that. Also, I'm Catholic, so I think you're okay. <laughs> I'm half Catholic. So. I'm a Catholic. See? <laughs> We're doing our best. I hope people aren't listening to this. I mean, like, oh, oh my goodness. Heathens. <laughs> anyway. Um, it's fine. But now I want a beignet. Well, I mean, mm, I don't know if they put, like, yeast in a beignet. I, I think don't know. Maybe, like, frying it puffs it up. Maybe. I'll I'm, look into we'll it. We'll see. We'll see. Um, beignet's really good drunk food. Ugh. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Especially after... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, the times. Especially after two and a half hurricanes. Golly. Look, I went to New Orleans one time. And that was... would knock me out. It did. Oh, my goodness. It knocked me out. I remember some really fun uh, pictures from that time in your life. Did I send you pictures? Mm-hmm. You did. Did you not remember sending pictures? I don't remember. <laughs> like, I need to go back because I don't remember what happened. I don't remember halfway through my second hurricane, Jordan. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. Yeah, you definitely in... sent some pictures. Anyway, so this the island that they're on is similar to New Orleans. And, uh, or what you can imagine as if, yeah. you, if you're thinking of imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they get there. Matthias puts the boat away. Mm-hmm. Golly. <laughs> Poor Matthias. He is just, a muscle. He, he's the only one who, like. He's like the only adult. Him, they're just putting him to work. <laughs> Honestly. Um, and it's, it just, it's been described as eerie. Um, and that on in the cemetery there are um different marks of of the different um faiths and so there's like Gizin, um the fishes for kirch um but mm-hmm. nothing for oh ravkin saints mm-hmm. um but nothing for gel no yeah. we're not shocked um <laughs> and uh he matthias initially was not happy about using a cemetery as a it safe like, hideaway Ooh. which fair um but he's like well nothing is sacred to Kaz, so of course we're mm-hmm. going to use these people's last resting place honestly as as a hideout and it does turn out it's pretty mm-hmm. safe it is because no one visits there anymore um because after the plague um they uh the Barrels council were outlawed yeah, the council made it so that you cannot bury people within city limits mm-hmm. um so most people are cremated unless you have money then you can go to the be, get buried in the country um and were you gonna say something Mm-mm. um and so as they get on there they're like oh it's a good hideaway um but then matthias thinks oh my gosh it would be a good hideaway if nina and jesper were not yelling at <laughs> each other screaming at each other 24 7 because they can hear them as they're approaching the island which is not good and as they're walking up, Kaz knocks his cane on the ground, and the the children stop bickering. <laughs> children, children. <laughs> and they both turn kind of shocked and sca- afraid, and they think, oh, oh, it's just Kaz. And he's like, yeah, you would have known that mm-hmm. if you weren't yelling at each other, because mm-hmm. we can he- they can hear you in Timbuktu. Like children. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, then Kaz tells Matthias to stop gawking. Because <laughs> <laughs> Nina looks so pretty. Mm-hmm. And Matthias is like, I wasn't gawking. And Nina, said, Nina tells Kaz, let him. Let him gawk. <laughs> let him. <laughs> um, but uh, Matthias goes up to Nina and um, does realize how tired, she, mm-hmm. how, how tired and weak she looked from, from having to put on this performance and having to use expend energy yeah pretty much um and uh he he wants nina to rest but he knows that she's not going to rest until Mm anej is safe because they love anej we all love anej um so they're all working towards 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 that um and so then jasper is thinking well 
yeah, the job went great, except I don't have my revolvers anymore. And they're not mm. at Smeet's house. He had them keep them in the safe at the club because um, he didn't want to walk home with them. So you might be thinking, oh, Kaz could have gotten the guns back. No, because he kept them in the safe at the Cumulus Club, which yep. that's actually pretty cool. Like right. Cumulus Cloud and their their uniforms are blue. I know. Um, Cute. You good? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I was using my chin as a bookmark. Um, while I was stretching my leg out. <laughs> and uh, Kaz tells Jesper, no one told you to do that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you basically forced me. But it's clear, like you said earlier, he's still punishing him pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, and then Kawei is there. <laughs> ah. And uh, when he pops his head out, Kaz is like, what did I tell you? He's like, I, I don't speak Kirch. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> and he's like, you understand well enough. And Kawei's like, okay. I'm sorry <laughs> you got me there <laughs> you got me <laughs> basically Kuwait um, is so chaotic i kind of love it honestly it and so they follow Kuwait into inside he's the, just bored yeah inside the like mausoleum that they're in mm-hmm. and it's described as a ship um and it's a large open space mm-hmm. we don't know what happened to the family because um although there was a lot of empty spaces only one was taken um so hmm. rest in spaghetti Never forgetting. Except Someone forgetty. <laughs> they forgotty. <laughs> forgotty Bugatti. Yeah. Um, bummer. And. How <laughs> a bummer, dude. <laughs> um, and so Nina takes the blonde wig off because she was blonde mm-hmm. while meeting with Smeet because he has a thing for blondes. Gross. Ew. Um, not not. Not that blondes are gross. Are gross. Objectifying like, people is gross. Yes. Um, and so she takes off her wig and kind of sits down and gets a chance to breathe for a second um and he's like oh she's so pretty she's so pretty but also she looks sick like she looks Mm -hmm. tired um and that's a genuine concern um and oh my gosh and he's just watching nina like observing her Mm -hmm. to see if she's okay (laughs) i wrote crying at this part Mm -hmm. because at this next part he said he is thinking quote was it normal to be fascinated by the way someone uh, slouch he just loves her so much and he wants her to be okay all the time but she's not and never will be again probably oh my god it's really sad so now that i'm done crying and screaming never done crying with this one <laughs> I uh. love them so much anyway um jesper um says hey um also bt dubs um there are two shoe warships um in the harbor uh, all right just, just thought you know um and quay is like oh shoot what they're like shut <laughs> up i thought they were gonna say oh shoot <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot quay says shoot for real yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um and then and- it's like i thought your courage wasn't good and he's like oh sorry Oh, I, I don't speak. Huh? What did you say? What did you say? I don't what? speak Kirch. What did you say? I just said shoe. That's crazy. Bless you. <laughs> um, and Kaz says that Specht told him that the mm-hmm. embassies are full of, of people from all different countries. So the shoe, Zemini, Kalish, Ravkin, um, even the Fjordans are oh, buddy. Um, And when he says that er, there's Fjordans, but also with Druskela with them. Um, as I realized, I've been rolling the R's on that, and mm-hmm. as I was rewatching season one, I was like, they don't roll the R's, they say Druskella. Drus- they Drus- should yeah. be rolling the R's. I also can't say it with, like, an accent without better. rolling the R's. I just say Druskella. 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 Anyway, um, 
and Matthias is having a little bit of dissonance about the Triskela mm-hmm. and thinking how they could be, they used to be friends and what he did to them and he has reconciled what he's done mm-hmm. but he hasn't made peace with it which kind of sounds contradictory yeah but he he knows what they did had to be done but it still sucks yeah he contains multitudes mm-hmm. um and uh then wyland goes over to get some crackers and um, Matthias notes that, oh, Kauai, Wylan, ah, same. They look like brothers. Mm-hmm. This cracked me up. He's like, he wishes that one of them would wear a hat or something <laughs> or, like, color code themselves. Like, <laughs> like Kauai wears yellow and Wylan wears green. Like, oh. something to be able to tell them apart. So Nina did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Nina asked Kaz, like, what happened in Smeets, like, if they found what they were looking for. And Kaz tells her that he has a good idea and that um, they're going to get her tomorrow at midnight. They're like, well, well, that's not a lot of time. And Kaz is like, well, that's all the time we have. Mm-hmm. So, we so have we're going to make, make do. And then ask Wylan how the progress is on his weevil. And, they're and like, that was what? like, a like a dust weevil? A weevil? Weevils um, wobble, but they don't fall down. One second. You beat me by <laughs> one second. <laughs> Maybe that's the episode title. I like Same that better. Cell. Honestly. A shared custody moment. Yeah. Today's Thursday, so that's the day. That's in every other weekend. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, what does that mean? Um, and Wylan says, well, it's not like a real weevil. It's a it's chemical, chemical one. Um, and he's like, that's not quite, so it's not a correct name, but it's a chemical one, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Cass says, it doesn't really matter what we call it. Um, it's going to eat Vanek's reputation and his bank mm-hmm. accounts. Um, Delicious. Yes. Finally, <laughs> some good food. And then Wylan says, well, I was kind of hoping that Kuei could help with the chemistry part. And Kuei's like, no. Yeah. Um, and then Kaz tells him, let's rethink that. Mm-hmm. And Kuei's like, mm, I don't really want to. And then Jesper says, no, 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 no. Kaz telling you to rethink is, um... You're going to say yes. <laughs> what he means is the answer is yes mm-hmm. or torture. And then Koi's like, okay. <laughs> I mm-hmm. guess so. I don't have a choice. Um, and so they, Koi and Wylan start working on the Weevil. Um, and then uh, Kaz tells them that once they have an edge, then they'll start on the plan um, on Vanek's silos. So like a Weevil eats crops. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, that's crazy. What are they going to do? We'll find out. Um, and... Nina's like, well, you know, I'm so glad that we're so worried about getting the money mm-hmm. and not about Inej, because that's definitely not what this is about. Nina says what we're all thinking. Yeah. Um, but Kaz has a good point. It's, it's not great, but... Well, he's like, well, do you not care about money, Nina? Because if you have money, um, you mm-hmm. can go... Uh, you can go live with your Fjordin, whatever uh-huh. you want. Jesper, you can buy your dad's farm. Wylan, you can do whatever. Like, I know you guys think this is all for an edge, which it is. Yes. I think we know Kaz would do this yes. without money involved because an edge is at stake, but he's trying to play it off. And mm-hmm. he is not wrong no. when he says that they do need money. Yes. Um, I don't. Oh, I wrote angsty. Very um, angsty. Because when anyone brings up Inez, she's... He gets he so angsty. He, he does. 
Um, Because he already saw what exposing her as his weakness mm -hmm. does to her. And then (laughs) Matthias is like, I ain't buying it. Mm -hmm. Um, The the Wraith, Inej, because Matthias calls her the Wraith, but Mm -hmm. lovingly. Um, He's like, the Wraith's life is worth more than that to all of us. Mm Mm-hmm. So I am not buying your bullshit. Yeah, Matthias sees through that. <laughs> yeah. And Kaz is like, okay. <laughs> um, and so Kaz is like, okay, we're going to get an edge. We get our money. That's it. Let's yep. go. Um, and Nina ha- makes a joke and Matthias is like, ah. Anyway, back and mm-hmm. forth. Um, flirty flirt, but also matthias can't take a joke <laughs> yep that's a fact sorry it's not that he can't take a joke it's that he doesn't understand them yeah he's very mm-hmm. homeschool kid yeah he's mm-hmm. very stoic um and then wylan uh matthias hears wylan ask jesper whispering why doesn't he just admit that he misses her mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and jesper's like really like you've met him <laughs> you that shouldn't be surprising okay fair enough um and they have a little bit of a back and forth about, like, being one of them, one of the crew. And Jesper asks Wyland if he's willing to get a tattoo. Again, back and forth, a yeah. little flirty flirt. He's like, oh, us. So are you about to get tatted up? And mm-hmm. Wyland's like, stop it. I just mean she's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they Wyland notes that the practical thing would be for for Kaz, or sorry, um, Jesper notes that the practical thing for Kaz to do would to just be to sell Kauai and forget about Inej. Yeah. Um, But obviously he's doing this to get Inej back. Because again, we know. We know. It's not all about the money. It's about Inej. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Except Kaz. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And um, then Nina asks Kaz what the plan is. And he's like, I'll tell you tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> she's like really really he's like mm, you know what there's you know we got bigger things to worry about right now yep um van Eck told us we'd get 30 million um and so that's that's what we're gonna do right now we're, yep. we're gonna figure out how to get it i'll tell you the plan later because you don't need to know right now <laughs> <laughs> um and again some joking between jesper and wyland um, and I kind of like that that's in Matthias's point of view. Right. Which is different. It is different. Mm-hmm. But Wyland does say that even though Van Eck owes him 30 million Kruger, that his dad doesn't actually have that. It's like just assets. Mm-hmm. And even then, that's not everything. And Kaz pretty much tells him, well, he's going to figure it out. We're going mm-hmm. to make it work. And so that means Kaz has a plan. Yep. No one else knows a plan. Um, and even the the bills, because if we remember in the at the end of Crows, excuse me, um, Van Eck had brought a chest full of, of cash, um, but it was just... It was fake. counterfeit. Mm-hmm. Counterfeit. It That's was funny money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, Kaz tells him we're gonna, that they're going to take Van Eck's money, and we're going to destroy his reputation. I have a plan, but literally, just just wait. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Just let just, just see what happens. I have a plan. Um, and then Nina asks asks him what's going to happen to Kauai after, and Kaz tells him, well, anyone after this, uh, Kauai, Grisha... Anybody. Any of y'all... Um, All y'all. ...can go chill in the southern colonies for a while. Mm-hmm. And Jesper's like, where are you going to be? He's like, I'm going to be right here. There's more money to be made. He said, do you think fine. I'm not going somewhere? Like, come on. Um, And uh, uh, Nina tells him, wait, I thought Kauai was going to go to Rapka. 
and um uh hold on do 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 sorry i keep losing my place okay. um cas like well why would you think that he's like because you told us he's like mm, you no. asked pecca rollins to send a, me- a message to ravka and that was just a a way to <laughs> distract and waste Pekka Rollins' time and resources. <laughs> and Matthias and Nina are both like, what? We fell for it too. <laughs> huh? Poor guys. Um, and then Koi's like, I would actually like to go to Ravka. <laughs> Have you ever watched Over the Garden Wall? No. Oh my gosh, it's so good. But there's like a talking horse in it. And they're talking about scamming this old guy. And one of the characters is against it. And she's like, come on, we all want to do it. And he's like, well, Fred's a talking horse. He can make his own decisions. And Fred goes, I want to steal. <laughs> it's incredible. And this is the same energy. Koi's like, I want to go to Ravka. And Kaz is like, who asked you? And so there's back and forth about who wants to go to Ravka, why they should, why they mm-hmm. shouldn't. Nina wants to go. Koi wants to go. Matthias is like, we didn't agree about uh, about this. And Nina says, well, we kind of did. And Matthias is like, well, okay. And Kaz mm-hmm. is like, no. <laughs> um. And that's the gist of, of the basically, <laughs> basically. Um, but Kuwait does say that that he he has to help figure out an antidote for Prem. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nina's like, well, I know some some great. Um, oh my gosh, I know some great fabricators, and uh, there's a great tailor, Jenya, and there's a great fabricator, David, who could who could help um, find the uh-huh. antidote for Prem, and Cash shuts it down. Yep. Um, <laughs> and um, Kaz, again, kind of harsh, but tells them the reality of their situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're like, okay, whatever. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and Kaz tells Kuei, like, you know what? You can't go to Ravka, but um, going to the southern colonies is better than going back to Shuhan or to Fierda, right? Mm-hmm. And Kuei, who... T- allegedly doesn't understand Kurtz very well mm-hmm. agrees <laughs> yes he's like oh, okay um and they call him cruel or Kuwait calls Kaz cruel and Kaz tells him mm-hmm. no, no no I'm a realist like this is all going to happen yeah. and you can't think that he's wrong because he's he's right he's super right mm-hmm. um and so Kaz kind of tells them their what their responsibilities are and gives them a little bit of a timeline mm-hmm. um and he notes that They'll, um, that Van Eck will have Inej very heavily guarded. Um, so just, you know, everyone has to be ready. And then outside, um, they hear, they hear a noise outside and everyone gets on guard because they're not expecting anyone, but it's just Roddy and Specht. Mm-hmm. Um, and they tell them that the shoe have, um, set up the embassy, um, and that there's about 40 of them and there's a whole bunch of diplomats taking up space mm-hmm. and all that jazz. Um... And that Perhaskel, um, the leader, the de facto leader yeah, of the, the Crows. The figurehead. Oh, of there the we crows. go. Yeah. Figurehead of the Crows is panicking a little bit because Kaz is the one who runs everything. And since Kaz is gone, he has to do a little bit of work. Um, but he's drowning in the work. Um, and Matthias looks at Kaz and sees his his expression and knows that he has a plan. The Demjin mm-hmm. has a plan. <laughs> <laughs> or Demian? Oh, maybe Dimian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're like, all right, but no one, no one knows that we were the ones who raided the ice court. They're like, nah, no one knows. They would, that would be dumb if they started spreading that information. Yep. They're like, eh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
and uh, Kuwait. Wait, hold on, where are we? Oh, Jesper <laughs> brings up the fact that hey, um, so does anyone know? Is realize anyone else um... that the whole kitty, the whole city wants to kill us? Not the whole kitty, the whole city <laughs> wants to kill us. Um, and Cass is like, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, well, it's usually just half the city, but this is a lot. But but this is so much. Uh, and then Matthias is thinking, okay, that was a joke, but also this is these really aren't serious. gangs. These are lots of enemies. These are countries. Um, and Spect kind of butts in and says, oh, by the way, Matthias, you're dead. <laughs> and Matthias goes, huh? Excuse me, squeeze me, Holmst. Um. And uh, he tells him that the alleged Matthias was shanked in the infirmary in Hellgate. So if we remember way mm-hmm. back at the beginning of Six of Crows, Muzzin, who was one of the dregs, um, took Matthias's place while they broke him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Muzzin must have done something um, in order for him to take that, um, but that he was yeah. murdered um, in the infirmary. Uh, and so... Matthias feels guilty about that, and they're wondering who did it, and they're thinking, well, probably the Truskella, because they yeah. showed up, like, two days ago, and now you're dead. So, that's weird. <sighs> um, so, Matthias is, is having a lot of He's, like, thoughts about it, yeah. because it's, this was so funny, um, Jesper called um, Matthias Big Blonde and Blind, <laughs> <laughs> and all I was thinking was from Hairspray, the song, Big Blonde and Beautiful. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's pretty fitting, honestly. <laughs> it's pretty fitting. Um, and so, uh, Matthias, Jesper's joking. Matthias is having... He's having a crisis. Yes. He's like, this guy died for me, and I didn't even, when they said that his name, I was like, who? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, his... Potentially his former comrades are the ones who killed him. Are in town. The boys are back in town. And it's not good. Not no. good. Not good that the boys are back in town. Um, and so they were, th- he's thinking, oh my gosh, like this is not, a- it was not an honorable death. And so they wanted Matthias mm-hmm. to die a traitor and a dishonorable death pretty much. Yep. And Roddy's like, oh, by the way, there's someone else <laughs> looking for Jesper. And everybody's like, oh, gosh, you're so in debt. Your credit, sh- your your loan sharks will have to wait. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. This guy's claiming to be your dad. <gasps> what? And that's the end of chapter three. Chapter four is in Inej's point of view. Our Woo-hoo! queen, we finally realize that she is alive. Inej. Unless she's not. And this is. <laughs> Whoa, ghost chapter. In her ghost perspective. Just kidding. Um, She is alive. <laughs> she is. And she is right now lying down on her stomach um, and uh, has, is tied, her arms are tied, her legs are tied, and she has a Mm -hmm. blindfold over herself. So she can't see anything, she can't really move, she's kind of just wiggling around the room trying to feel Mm -hmm. around of of what is, what is there. And um, she doesn't know how long after she was knocked out that she woke up. Mm-hmm. And when she woke up, she was tied and had a blindfold on. And so she thought back to when she was kidnapped. Yeah. And I was like, that is some it's serious so PTSD for a Ugh. 17-year-old. It is just so rough. For a child. Like, oh my gosh. Um, but she 
at first she thought she might be on like a ship, but she notes that it's mm-hmm. it's just a room, so that brings her some semblance of peace in yep. that she's not being sold on the black market again. Um, but still not great. She's still she's still captured. Mm-hmm. Um, not good. Um, and so she's thinking, you know what? I just have to get out. I'm a Nez Gaffa. I'm gonna yeah, do this shit. Let me get out of here. Um, and so she's able to move her blindfold down a little bit, and the room that she's in is pitch black. She can't see anything. She can't hear anything, and she starts to panic a little bit. Um, but she just starts. Then she starts to pray to calm herself down. Yep. Um, and again, she is tied up, can't really move. Um, and then she thinks of something her father said, which I love that that's like mm-hmm. a theme in this. Um, yeah, Inej always thinks back on the lessons that her father gave her. Mm-hmm. And so she remembers something that, that he said, quote, we meet fear. We greet the unexpected visitor and listen to what he has to tell us. When fear arrives, something is about to happen. Mm-hmm. Which fair, but I also yeah. always have fear and anxiety. So, Same. yeah. So she's like, okay, I'm going to be the thing that happens. Let's mm-hmm. get it going. She, she's not in the room where it happens. She is the room. <laughs> Honestly. And she's being very smart. She's, like, mapping out her whole space as best mm-hmm. she can and building a picture of it in her mind that she can't see very well right now and, like, making plans to escape. Mm-hmm. And as she's doing that, she hears um, footsteps and um, people open the door and she didn't have time to get her blindfold mm-hmm. back on. And after that, they tied it tighter so she couldn't get it off, which... It was already a jet black room. What was she going to do? Right. Well. But, well, she had already seen the vent that she yeah. got her eyes on. Yeah. Um, and the only time she got to, to really look at the room was when she was, um, when they brought her food. And so when they did, um, they brought a lantern in um, and uh, the door would swing open. The blindfold would be, take, blindfold would be taken off. And Bajan, mm-hmm. Bajan, Bajan, um, who... Um, is someone who works for Dave, for Van Eck. He's a music teacher that was hired by Van Eck mm-hmm. for his wife. Hmm. Hmm. Um, <laughs> he's, like, gentle in it. But he's also Suli, and so she thinks that that's why Van Eck sent him, yeah. which it is. Yeah, it totally um, is. And uh, he brings her food, but there's never... Um, <laughs> <laughs> never any, any cutlery yeah. or utensils, because she would mess somebody up. She's like, Van Eck is dumb. But he's, he's not, not that, that dumb. dumb. <laughs> um, which, fair enough. And so the, they don't give her any cutlery, so she has to use her, her hands. But also, she's not really eating because um, she doesn't want to give them the satisfaction mm-hmm. of it. And also, um, she well, she's just eating enough to keep her strength up. Yep. And also the vent that she has seen in her room is really tiny, so she wants to be able to fit. She's it. like, I'm going to squeeze through this vent. Mm-hmm. Um, and every day, Bajan and so the guards bring her her tribe. She barely eats anything, but uh, one day, as she's trying to sit down, mm-hmm. she stumbles, allegedly. Allegedly. She didn't. She did it on purpose. <laughs> That's not even a spoiler. We learned nope, that in the last one. This. She doesn't fall. Um, and she tumbles and knocks the tray over and sends um, the plate that it's on mm-hmm. to the ground, and it breaks. Um, which you're like, wow, that's crazy. Um, and someone comes in and cleans it up and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I wrote plan question mark. It is, it, it, mm-hmm. it was a plan. Um, this time we expect what? it. Yes. Um, and Bajan tells her you have to eat something. Otherwise I'm supposed to force feed you like Vanette, Vanette mm-hmm. told me I had to force feed you. She's like, bet. 
try. She's like, try it. You can't teach piano if you don't have any fingers. Fair enough. Fair. (laughs) Um, There are multiple points when she's talking to him that I wrote, drag him. Honestly. Um, And uh, she notes that it's very clear that Van Eck chose Bajan because he was Suli and he was kind and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, blah. Um, and that he's, like we mentioned, um, Van Eck's young wife, Alice, that's her music teacher, mm-hmm. probably something more than her music teacher, but whatever. <laughs> um, and she's like, well, he's, like, how dumb can he be? He's He plotted to have this person in with me. She's like, he crossed Cass. He's mm-hmm. dumb as shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, so she ate a few bites of, of the food. Um, but then stopped, and Bajan tries to convince her, you can cooperate with Vanek. He's not an awful guy. Um, mm-hmm. He can help you find your parents, which I was like, mm Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He tries to make small talk, um, and uh, she doesn't want to give him the satisfaction of responding to what she does. Um, mm-hmm. And calls Van Eck a, a liar, a cheat, and a kidnapper. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Well, you know, your friends aren't much better." Um, yeah. And she calls, um, she calls Bajan uh, Shivrati. Yeah. Um, again, don't know, if, don't know if that's pronounced correctly, but I don't know. We'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, which means a know nothing yeah. in in Suli. Um, and. Uh, then she is also thinking, you know what? They might be thugs, thieves, and murderers, but they're all worth more. Mm-hmm. They're worth more than a thousand Van Ecks. That's and the I truth. And I was like, mm, get wrecked. But she um, is also kind of like, but where are they? Yeah. Because it's, she doesn't know how long it's been, but she knows that her time is running short. Yeah. Um, and then Bajan tells her, oh, don't speak Suli. It um, makes me so sad. Like. Whatever. Please. Yeah. Um, and then she asks him what instruments he teaches, and he tells her, um, and she asks about Alice Van Eck, and he's like, oh, under my instructions, she's, she's great. She's and a you great know what? singer. Um, I could teach you to make, <laughs> I can teach you to make pleasurable noises. Gross. He's truly just, like, and she's not even, like, affected. She's like, oh, you're so stupid. She's like, oh my gosh, this she, is, like, you're everyone flirting. I grew up with. Yeah. I wrote you. Again. Lee Bardugo, fabulous job of writing mm-hmm. disgusting men. He just thinks he's being charming. He's not. It's gross. Like, um, and she's like, "I'm. Are you really flirting with me? Like, is this really happening? Right? Is this a joke?" He's like, "Um, um. Well, you know what? Van Eck's a businessman. They'll reach a deal. Uh-huh. Um, he probably won't torture you. Yeah. Um, she's like." I'm literally tied up and blindfolded in a pitch black mm-hmm. room. Are you dumb? <laughs> right. Are you stupid? Yeah. Um, don't you feel dumb? Don't you feel... feel. A little embarrassed. Yes, there you go. <laughs> um, and so she, she thinks back to Kaz and everyone um, and uh, is thinking, well, you know what? 
if Kaz sold Kuwait, it would give him all the money he ever wanted. So maybe he's mm-hmm. not coming to get me. So she does have a little bit of doubt. She's like, he's so practical. What if he just has a new spider? And I'm, I told him I was going to leave mm-hmm. and like kind of hurt his feelings last time we talked. So but then she's maybe like, he's leaving me. Well, Nina, Nina wouldn't leave me. Mm-hmm. And, um, Matthias is going to side with Nina mm-hmm. and Jesper. Well, he wouldn't do anything to hurt me. Um, but, you know, if it got him his dad's farm back, well, maybe, um, maybe he would, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, then she's like, well, without Kaz, what are they? Yeah. And then she's like, you know what? I'm dangerous. I, I can do this. I'm Inej freaking Gaffa. I'm mm-hmm. a dangerous girl. Play, uh, Alexa, play Dangerous Woman by Ariana Grande. <laughs> um. I wrote Queen. Yes. We love an edge. Um, and uh, every day, Bajang comes back in and tries to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Van Eck never comes. Um, and uh, one night, um, usually it's the same old, same old. He comes mm-hmm. in, tries to make her eat. She eats like one bite. Um, he makes small talk. He leaves. Yeah. But then tonight, on this particular night, he kind of stays and... Um, tells asks her about her family and tells mm-hmm. her well vanette can help you find them if you just you know blah 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 yeah. no no um he's like well he'll pay off your indenture to the menagerie he'll find he'll find your family and she's you like go home she's like he knows i was a slave is he gonna charge tanta helene mm-hmm. is she gonna go to jail and he's like mm. no she's like yeah no didn't think no. so that's okay we're done um, and then, um, he asks if her mother ever made skillet bread, which is Ugh. a Suli staple. Mm-hmm. She's like, of course. And so she's kind of thinking about that. And Bajan tries to tell her that she's not going to be rescued. So she might as well just, you know, surrender and give mm-hmm. in to Van X demands because he can get her back to her family. Lies. Yep. Um, and, um, then she starts to think, well, maybe what if, like, mm-hmm. Maybe they aren't coming for me. I don't know. Um, but she knows better than that. That uh, she remembers what Kaz told her. That better... That Sorry. That terrible truths are better than kind lies. And that's what this is. And um, so she's like, you know what? Nah. Um, and she hisses at Bajan. Yes. <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> he's kind of like taken aback. She's like, he didn't honor... Like... Have him yeah. tell him that he should honor. Tell his him old to start deals. writing checks. His mouth can't cash. Yeah. Um, and so he he or tell runs his away. mouth stop writing checks. He can't cash. Yeah. And so Bajan just kind of goes away. Scurries away. She's over it. <laughs> She's like, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. But then as he leaves, um, she had hidden a shard of the broken bowl. Um, she's no slouch. Between, yeah, she's so smart and starts to cut her ropes. Um, and so she cuts through her hand, the ropes on her hands and unties her mm-hmm. legs and then um, is able to sne- slip through um, the uh, vent that yep. was in her in the room. And so she starts going, starts to panic a little bit. because She's like, I have no idea where this is going to lead. Mm-hmm. I really just hope it's not a dead end. Um, and then she goes and eventually feels a breeze on her mm-hmm. face. And gets to the event and pushes it open, um, but it doesn't just swing, it falls to the floor, so there's a loud clang, and she waits for a second, um, and then jumps down, um, and is able to fall gracefully to where it doesn't hurt, Mm -hmm. Um, and she realizes that she's in a theater, but it's pitch black, 
Um, and so she m- moves around kind of looking for a space. Mm-hmm. And um, then uh, she finds a door and um, tries the knob, but it's locked. And so she jiggles it. Mm-hmm. And as she does that, the entire room is filled with light. <sighs> it's it so awful. Heart. This part, I was like, dang it. Because I was like, oh, she's going like, to get out. She made it. She's going to get out. Um, but <sighs> Van Eck is there and says, you know, if you wanted a tour, you should have just asked. Ugh. What an asshole. Um. Just awful. And so they're in this theater. He's on the stage of this, like, theater that's falling apart. Um, and mm-hmm. there are guards around and one of them starts to go, cause Van Eck tells them to bring her to him. Mm-hmm. Um, they start to go towards her and she jumps up and is, spur- like, leaping over Mm -hmm. these seats no one can catch her she gets to the stage and starts climbing up um one of the ropes on the stage and van eck is like someone cut her down because he had anticipated Mm -hmm. this and so someone was at the top of of the (laughs) to cut her ropes yeah and they cut her ropes and she lands on her knees which i'm like oh oh i would not get back up from that i could barely get up from this (laughs) i'm gonna have trouble getting up tonight Yeah. yeah um and Van Eck is like, come on. Give me we, more credit than we that. We know what you can do. Um, and I'm like, really? Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you? <laughs> really? Um, and she's like, you're not going to get your way out of this without Kaz's help or without my help. So, so you have to choose. One. She's like, Kaz. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, she she just didn't say anything. Yeah, she's she doesn't like, say mm. anything. Um, and... Uh, he tells her about things that are happening, about the the delegations mm-hmm. that are there. He's catching her up, basically. Uh-huh. Um, and she's like, they're all, lo-, or he tells her that they're all looking for Kauai, and, um, you know, he has to get him out of the city before everyone else mm-hmm. finds him. He thinks she's dumb. Honestly. He thinks everyone but himself is dumb, and he's, and he's the, the dumbest. Only one. Um, I mean, he's not dumb. He's clearly somewhat yeah. clever, but he's just annoying. He's stupid. And then, um... Vanek asks Inej where Kaz is keeping Kauai. And she's like, how, how would she's I like, know I've that? I've been here. <laughs> how would I know that? How He's would like, I have that information? Well, you know where all the drag's safe houses are. So obviously it's there. She's like, you're so dumb. He would never keep mm-hmm. him there. Um, He's probably already gone. And he's like, no, no, no. I would know if he mm-hmm. was gone. Um. I have spies everywhere. And she's like, obviously not everywhere, because otherwise you would have found him. Yeah. Drag his Drag ass a net. Um. And uh, sorry, I got a notification. We both for, got. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's for for our Instagram. I thought I wish it was someone who liked our post, but I it know, wasn't. I know. <laughs> I wish I could have that. <laughs> and this is where I put my likes on my post. If I had any, it's fine. Um. And. Uh, so they're kind of going back and forth, mm-hmm. and now she's on the stage, and she had noticed that the mm-hmm. the set on the stage looks like a doctor's office from whatever play. But once there, she's on there, she realizes, Ooh. oh, it's real. This is real mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and uh, Van Eck tells her that she's a legend in the barrel, and that she yeah. knows everything he's like there's nothing you don't know and i know he shares everything with you yeah so you need to tell me where the safe house is um she's like i literally don't know where he is um and so he's like you know what i tried to do this nicely 
but hey, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's like you know what, we're gonna you could we could have done this the easy way or the hard way. We're, you're choosing the hard way, and mm-hmm. orders his guards to like strap her down. Yeah. To this table. To this gurney, basically. On, <laughs> on the stage, I'm like that's so dramatic. It is so <laughs> dramatic. Like you're gonna you own this old theater. And you're going to do this on stage? On the stage? Like, come on now. okay. Um, And uh, um, Inej tells him that, or sorry, where are we? Um, Bajan is there and is like, please tell him, like, I don't want Mm -hmm. you, I don't want this to happen. Like, you have to know where he is. And Inej tells him, quote, all I know is that men like you don't deserve the air Mm -hmm. they breathe. And he, Bajan is hurt because he's like, he thought he was helping her. He's like, I've been nothing but like, nice I've been to so you. so nice. He's kind of like, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, and but, she's like, you little spineless, absolute wimp-ass waste of space. She's like, you're almost worse than he is because you're just sitting by while he yeah. does this. Again, I wrote, drag Get him. his ass in ish. Um, she's like, if you believe in fairness, then... You're lucky. Yeah. I've been through shit. And so. Meh. <laughs> so if you're not going to help, get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's tied down and she's kind of uh, taking her, uh, a trauma response. She's taking mm-hmm. herself to a place, a distant place. Yeah. Um, to have peace. She's like, I had to do this at the menagerie. I'm having to do it again. Again, this whole ordeal is just bringing it's back just, just PTSD. Yes. Not good. And then uh, as they're going to start torturing her, Van Eck says, you know what? Hold on. Break her legs. And then she's like, uh-oh. Oh, she's like, that's not good. And not only does he tell his men to break her legs, he tells them to shatter them. Yeah, because originally his little thug gets a pipe. And he's like, no, 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 no. I want her to be broken. I wrote you. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, he's like, after this, no one's going to want you. We, we can, you know, beg like everyone else mm-hmm. in the barrel. Um, and so the Van X guard picks up a mallet Ugh. and starts. And she's like, no, please don't. She starts to beg. Yeah. Um, and then she, at the last second, she tells him, if I'm broken, Ugh. Kaz won't trade for me. This killed me. Yeah, she's like I'm. Not, it I won't, killed me dead. She's like I won't be of any use to him like, if I'm broken. Don't make me useless to him. And so Vanette calls off Ugh. off the mall off the guy with the mallet, but he's already in the swinging motion and just moves. And where he hits the table breaks, it like collapses, like the particle board just mm-hmm. gives in. And Vanette is thinking, well, that's that's interesting. Um, well, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um. But tomorrow, if he doesn't come, you know, I I might not mm-hmm. do this. I might not be as kind at tomorrow. But I'm like, d- she <sighs> believes that mm-hmm. she, if her legs were broken, that he, that wouldn't he wouldn't want, trade her. He wouldn't want her around anymore. Um, <sighs> heartbreaking. And so they take her back to her room. Um, and then Bajan apologizes. He's like, I didn't know what he intended. She's like, stop. And no. She, she curses him. Mm-hmm. Not just like not curses at him. No, she doesn't. Curses she's not him. like screw you. She says something to them in, in Suli that basically means that he's not going to get to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Like she condemns him. Mm-hmm. And she's so badass for this. But John goes, "Well, I don't believe any of that." And she says, "Quote, 
You will. Get wrecked. Get him. Asshole. Get him. Yeah. Um, And so she is so strong at this moment. Like, she has... She has come to her own, um, really, and she's like, you mm-hmm. know what, um, in the past, like, Kaz has rescued me, I've rescued him, it's been back and forth, and I really mm-hmm. thought he was gonna be able to rescue me one time, but I don't know if he will. Yeah, and she's like, I don't know if I'll be able to save myself this time either. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um, and, uh. She's thinking, well, I just said that he he wouldn't trade if I was broken, but mm-hmm. I don't know. If he does rescue me, what's going to be left to rescue? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> um, and so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And that is the end of chapter four. Ugh. And part one. And part one. And that is heartbreaking. <laughs> it is heartbreaking. I... Oh, it, I cannot. It is terribly sad. So it leaves us on a little bit of a cliffhanger, and mm. we're on to chapter five mm. with Jesper. Whose daddy is allegedly in town. Oh my gosh. Poor and Jesper. It's your daddy? Look, they're all going through it. They really are going completely through it. Um, And so Jesper, at this point, he's panicking. He's wearing um a suit that, mm-hmm. a secondhand <laughs> suit that Wyland lent him money to buy. God love. Um, and he's panicking. He's itchy in this <laughs> suit. Um, but they're going over to the university where he was originally he was supposed, supposed to, be. to be, where his dad thinks he is. Um, what I want to think, what I want to know is if, <laughs> if like the kid who was pretending to be Nikolai at the university was friends with <laughs> Jesper for a little bit. That would be so funny. Oh my gosh! I hope. Oh my so. gosh! Oh, well, no, he's older. Oh, you're so right. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking. That would be so funny. Can though. you pause this for a second? Yeah. So Jasper is, you know, nervous. I mean, it's like either his dad really is in town, mm-hmm. and that's terrifying for its own reasons, or somebody is pretending to be his dad, or worse, using his dad as leverage, which is mm-hmm. also terrifying for and its he own had, reasons. He hasn't seen his dad in two years Wolf, since he was man. supposed to start at the university, and his dad just. Oh. His dad just wanted to send him to Ketterdam to go to the he said, university. Let me give my son opportunity. Yeah, so he could better himself. <laughs> and he hasn't seen. Honestly, I cannot imagine not seeing my parents for two literally, years. Literally, I could not. Like, I call my mom. Literally, anytime anything happens to me. Same. I called my mom after Ben Barnes liked our picture. I did too. <laughs> I was like, you'll never believe. But also, like, I uh, see my parents every, like, six weeks. Did my contact just fall out of my eye? It's very possible. Hold on. Uh, no, it's still in oh, there. Shit. It's just not aligned correctly. No, I don't think it's in here. No, it is. I saw it. Oh, my God. Where is it? I can't. I, oh. Oh, no. I fell all around my eye. Where is it? It's, like, in the bottom. Do you have a mirror? Uh, like, in the bathroom. Hold on. I don't want to get up. I also have one right there. Oh, shit. Do you want me to grab that? Please. Okay, sorry guys. Um, my <laughs> contact folded in my eye Ugh. and then fell out. Uh, but it's back good. in now and I can see. It's back in better than ever. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think I'll wear my glasses tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
Um, Jesper's maybe meeting his dad and mm-hmm. is very nervous because it's been a minute since he's seen him. And by a minute, I mean two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he nervously reaches for his revolvers, but they're not there because <sighs> he gambled them away. Also, university students don't usually have revolvers Also on that. Um, even in Texas. Shocking. um and uh he does note that Cass said that they would get the revolvers back Mm -hmm. um but jesper's like well he wouldn't be so calm if if someone took his cane well his cane that's a different that's is a mobility that's a mobility aid yeah um so um he's like okay let's he's just trying to kind of distract himself think of anything but what is Mm -hmm. about to happen because he's so nervous um and wylan is is with Jesper and they're walking to meet um, Jesper's dad in a certain spot in the university mm-hmm. and Kaz and Wylan are following them. Um, but mm-hmm. Jesper's thinking, well, I don't know where they are, which is probably good. Honestly, probably good. If, if I don't know where they are, then other people don't know where they are. Yeah. Um, and Jesper pauses and Wylan asks, what? You're like, oh, it, the air is clean. I it can, just, it I smells can so good. Um, so it's in a different part of, of the city mm-hmm. um, that is... A bit nicer, and Wylan's like, mm-hmm. "Are you?" Wylan asks him if he's stalling, and he's like, "No, kind of, yeah, maybe." <laughs> um, and so as they're they're going over to um, meet his dad, Jesper mm-hmm. and Wylan have kind of a conversation about um, everything, and he's like, "Well, um, Jesper tells Wylan that he always liked this part of town." And Wyland tells him, well, my dad likes it too. He always placed mm-hmm. a value on learning. And so they go, um, they talk a little bit more about that, uh, about mm-hmm. Van Eck. And Jesper does wonder about Wyland's quote-unquote affliction um, because he's yeah. like, I don't quite understand it, but also yeah. why wouldn't his dad... Like, just accommodate him. Yeah. He's clearly smart and capable. So what if somebody has to read it for him? Yeah. Get him a 504. 504 Honestly, play. get him an IEP. There you go. Is it a 504? IEP? Both? Both. Sure. Um, our parents are teachers. I know. My mom. <laughs> my mom's literally a dyslexia specialist. And I don't know what it's called. Get Christy. Christy. Talk to Wyland. Wyland needs you. She, that's literally her job now. Yeah. She'd be great with Wyland. She would. <laughs> and Wyland would love it. He, he needs he a mother's love. <laughs> he really does. Um, oh. And so they go a little bit about a back and forth, and Wylan asks mm-hmm. how he ended up a gambling addict. Uh, it's not funny. Um, <laughs> and um, again, a lot of back and forth, a little bit of flirting, mm-hmm. back like background stories for each of them a little bit. We learn more about their characters. Um, yep. And anyway, all that to say, they are... Um, Jesper is, is glad that he doesn't have to face his dad alone yeah. because even though he wants to see him, he knows that he might. Is this smell? Hmm. It's smelling something. <laughs> I feel like Bear in the Big Blue House. But also, my nose is a little stuffy I know. because my eyes were watering. Oh, no. <laughs> it smells like the cooking grease, but. I don't I'm know why I'm hitting it right now. I'm like, pizza rolls? Oh. <laughs> that sounds... We just had dinner. I know, but that sounds so good. Anyway. Anyhow, sorry. Um, there's, a, <laughs> there's a scent in in the building. There's um, a, there's a, I repeat, there's a scent in the building. <laughs> and I can't figure it out. I guess it's just... 
the, the cooking oil smell permeating. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Um, so Jesper's nervous and glad to have Wylan there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as they're walking up to him, um, to, up to the spot where they're supposed mm-hmm. to meet his dad, they had um, scheduled it to be in an open place because it could have mm-hmm. been very a easily ploy, a setup. Mm-hmm, a setup. Um, and Jesper sees his dad. Oh my gosh, that made me cry. I know. Jesper sees his dad, and his dad is, is looking up at, at a stained glass window, oh. and he has his hat like folded like, up in his, his hands. hands. And I'm picturing like a little like flat cap. Like his yeah. his dad is like the picture of earnesty. Like just he's so earnest. And oh, Wylan no, or sorry, Jesper notes that his dad is wearing his best suit. <laughs> And that there's gray in his hair that wasn't there when he left. I got so oh. emotional reading this book. His, and he has his, he says his hair is all combed nice. He's Kalish, so he has red hair and it's all like all combed and gelled back. And I'm like. And he's, <laughs> he notes that he looks just like a farmer who's, mm. who's, has his Sunday best on. Mm-hmm. Because his dad was, he uh. like got on a ship. To cross the ocean to come to see, see what's going son. on with his son, and he uh, wanted to fit in in the big city. Put on his and best so he's clothes. Wearing, he's wearing his best suit, which is probably his only suit, honestly. Like, ugh. And Jasper's like, like literally, like feeling like somebody just shot him. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. And when his dad sees him, he almost wants him to be like upset at him. Like he mm-hmm. wants him to scream at him. He feels like he deserves it. And his dad just has the biggest smile on his face. And gives him the biggest hug. And that's hug. almost worse. He gives him the biggest oh. hug because his dad, we find, we find out that his, Jesper's dad thought he was dead oh. because he went to the university and mm. they said that you weren't, that he wasn't enrolled there oh. um, and that he just vanished. And so he thought that he was dead. Oh. It just breaks <laughs> my heart. Oh, can you imagine? No. Oh, my goodness. Um, and uh, so they have a little bit of catching up, and Jesper is nervous. <laughs> this, this, this next part's so funny. This is such a dad thing. Oh, my gosh. What, what, what are you talking um, about? So, like, Jesper's still kind of nervous, and he's like, oh, this is my friend Wylan, um, all of that. And his dad's like, nice to meet you. Do you speak, Karch? Like, like yelling at him, because. Violin looks shoe, and so he's like, does he does he speak our language? But also, this is interesting to note. When Jesper went up to his dad, they were speaking Zemini, mm-hmm. but at home they spoke both Zemini and Kirch because mm-hmm. they live in Novi Zem, um, and Jesper's mom was Zemini, so that's what they spoke. But they also learned Kirch, um, and in the rare occasion, um, oh. Kalish came out. It was usually for when his dad for a sang. song. Kind of Kalish is kind of like Gaelic. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the image of this, like, tiny Happy. Irish man screaming, Nice to meet you! <laughs> do you speak this? And it's just do like, Do you know Do Kirch? you speak Kirch? And, da- and like, Jesper's oh, yeah. like, Oh my gosh, yeah, he does. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine, Dad. Like, it's so incredibly normal also, yeah. that it hurts even more. Oh, and Jesper calls him Da. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm so emotional. <laughs> I love Violin too, though. Because it's like, oh, are you a student as well? And Violin's like, I have studied. Because <laughs> he's so bad at lying. Oh. 
Um, and so uh, after that, no one really knows what to say. Mm-hmm. AKA Jesper doesn't know what to say. And so Wyland's <laughs> like, "Mr. Fahey, um, are you hungry? Let's let's go. Let's go eat let's lunch. Let's go eat lunch." And Jesper's like, "Yeah, lunch. Lunch is lunch. good. Lunch is good. Let's go." Um, and then Mr. Fahey, Colm is his name, um, and he's like, "Wait, Jesper, I haven't. What what's been happening? I got a note." Um, from the bank, and they said that the loan is going to be due soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but your studies, but they said you weren't enrolled at the university. And Jesper starts to not really explain. Uh-huh. And then there's a, shot. a gun, a sh- gunshot that goes off right next to him. <laughs> um, it's like, and, ah. yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, there's gunshot everywhere. Yes. And so Jesper takes his dad and and hides him and looks for Wyland, thinking, oh, I have to go back <laughs> I and I had to him. grab him, but, but he's Wylan, a fast learner. Yeah, Wyland catches up, and they're hiding, and they're kind of taking track of the courtyard that they're in. This isn't the first time that Wyland's been shot at. Yeah, and Jesper, or uh, Colm, is thinking, oh my gosh, what is, what is happening? He's like, I know I shouldn't have sent you to college in the city. Yeah, <laughs> Jesper's like, oh, it's fine. Je- Jesper's like, this is fine. abnormal. This is not... <laughs> A city thing. He's this like, is a me thing. He's like, actually, um, they're after me. Or <laughs> this, you. Or this both is, of us. This isn't a Ketterdam thing. This is a Crows thing. This is a Jesper thing. Honestly. Honestly. Um, and his poor dad is just so naive thinking, oh, okay. Um, and uh, Jesper asks Wyland if, if he has more than just just what's in it, just, just pens and ink in his satchel. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I got some bombs. <laughs> poor Colm's like, bombs? What? Beyonce? <laughs> Lipstick in my Valentino, in my Valentino white bag. Um, and then uh, Wylan asks how many people um, mm. they're up against. And Jesper, of course, takes time to be like, oh, good question. He's like, wow, you're really just shaping, coming right along. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, um, at, there's quite a few, but um, don't really know where they are. And they are above them. So <laughs> it's like um, a wall. An, an elevated walkway almost um, in this courtyard. Like, mm-hmm. they're on the roof of a courtyard, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and there is only one entrance in and out of the courtyard at that part of the university. And Wyland says, you know, I I know another way to get out. Um, we have to get to the reading room. And Jester's like, what? He's mm-hmm. like, Jess, trust me. Um, Jesper tells him, okay, get my father to safety. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll cover us. I'll cover you guys. Um and his dad is like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And Jesper tells him, I'll explain everything later, but just go with Wylan. I'll, I'll be with you guys in a second. He's like, okay. Um, for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and Wylan and Colm mm-hmm. go forward. And Jesper is trying to shoot at people on the roof, but he can't really see. And then he's shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. Um, it hurts, but it's it's not like a serious It like grazed wound. him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, Jesper hears Wyland's voice yelling his name. He's like, oh my gosh, does he not understand? He, this, mm-hmm. he was supposed to find cover. Um, and then, uh, he, re- Jesper realizes that Wyland threw one of the grenades mm-hmm. or one of the bombs and Jesper shoots at it so it'll explode. It's like, it's like a ski pole. Mm-hmm. Like, boom. Yeah. And Wyland tells him, get in the water. Yep. Um, and there's a fountain right there. So he, he dives in. Um, and there's a bright light and when he comes out, there's, Everything has been muttered with little holes. Um, mm-hmm. So it was like a, um, I'm trying to think, like a, 
almost you can I I'm thinking I'm imagining like a nail bomb. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like a shrapnel bomb. Yes. Um, and uh, so they get into they being Jesper mm-hmm. Wyland and Mr. Fahey, um, go to uh get into the the door of the book room, um, and Jesper's like we need to barricade the entrance mm-hmm. and. There's basically a professor who's there. He's like, mm-hmm. what? No, you cannot tell me what to do. And Jesper points his gun at him and is like, we like, have come to. On. And Jesper's dad is like, Jesper, they <laughs> do not do we that. We don't point guns at people. <laughs> and he's like. It's fine, dad. He's like, now's not the time. He's this like, it's the culture. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> and his dad's like, oh, okay. Oh, really? And the scholar's like, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and so. Jesper is like, oh, there's nothing to worry about. We're fine. And Wyland tells them to follow him. And then the professor is like, no, 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 you can't go into the into the rare books room. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, whatever. And then as they're going, a girl is like, Jesper, we were supposed <laughs> to get breakfast. And he's like, I'll buy you waffles later. Um, and that and makes Wyland grumpy. <laughs> Violence, like, you don't have money to with, buy waffles. With what money? Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, really? That's the least of our worries right now, Wyland. Grumpy, um, grumpy. <laughs> and um, then Jesper tells him, shh, we're in a library. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really funny. Such a dingus. Um, but in the library, there's a squalor in a blue kefta with his arms raised. But mm-hmm. he gets nervous when they're in there and he tells them, uh, he's like, oh my gosh, there's a shoe because he sees Kuwait. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to go with you. I'll kill myself before I go with you, which that's uh, a, yeah, yeah. A, fu- a fun little tidbit for that's later. A mi- that's a mystery tool that'll come in handy later. Um, and Jesper's like, no, nah, don't worry. Chill, chill, we're, chill. We're just passing through. Um, and Jesper wonders why there's a squalor in a book room. And mm-hmm. Wyland tells him that he's there to keep the humidity at bay, to keep the books um, in Lovely. good condition. Which I'm like, great. Um and so in this special books room, they go over to a wall that has a map on it. Um, and uh, it, it's a map of Ravka. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, presumably not an old ancient map that Alina ran her, her oily fingers across <laughs> that still upsets me. I'm like... It is so upsetting. I'm like, girl, you, you are you a just cartographer. Said, you just said this is the oldest map and you're going to just run your fingers across it? Right? Really? You're ruining it for future generations. <laughs> anyway, probably not the same map. Um, but it no. is a map of Ravka. And this one, it's okay to run your fingers across because there's a secret part when you yep. hit Osalta, the capital of Ravka, that... A spot in the wall opens up. Yep. And so Jesper, Wylan, and Colm are able to fit through. And Wylan tells them that it actually leads to a printmaker shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was made for professors to get away from angry students. That's hilarious. Which is absolutely hilarious. Um, and it's only those three who were who made it into mm-hmm. into this little secret passageway. Um, and Wylan or Jesper asks, "How did he? How did you know this was here?" And Wyland mm-hmm. tells him, well, one of my tutors used to be here, and mm-hmm. I just liked looking at the maps and messing around, so mm-hmm. one day I found it. Um, well, and he traces the letters, which is an oh, actual yeah. real um, dyslexia technique. Oh. That oh. makes it easier to read if you, it's where you trace the letters. I'm making that sound because I'm like, he tried so He really hard. was trying, and this tutor sounds really good. Yeah. And if we remember, he was allegedly... 
kicked out for messing around with one of his tutors, but he really ran away. This is probably where those rumors came from, Mm because this tutor was actually, like, doing a good job and not trying to shame him into it, but instead giving him, like, good strategies. Mm -hmm. Sad. Very. But Um, Jesper's impressed. mm -hmm. Um, He's like, oh, I need to stop underestimating you. Jesper tells Wyland. Wyland tells him, well... That I uh, then you're gonna be a lot harder to surprise. All in front of Oof. Comb, they're Oof. doing a little flirty flirt. And Comb's like, I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of the grandpa from Dairy, from Dairy Girls. I can see it. Oh, you haven't watched it? No, but I can see it. That's literally what I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Jesper's bleeding from his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is thinking that after a fight, he's usually. Like, buzzing. Excited like, and exhilarated, but all he can think about is that his dad was almost hurt. And that's unacceptable. And that is unacceptable. Um, and he's, he's like, my dad didn't, he's thinking mm-hmm. that his dad didn't do anything. The only thing he did was put his, his faith in me. <laughs> and I messed up. And that is heartbreaking. That's, that's, this is Jesper's sobering moment. And that's the end of chapter five. This is where Jesper's finally being like, hey, maybe the way I live my life needs some rethinking. It was such... Because it's fine if it's me, but when it's my dad... Yeah, it's such a wholesome and heartbreaking chapter, I think. Yes, Um, because it's so normal until it's not, and that just makes it hurt. And this is really the chapter where Jesper is any emotion besides happy and excited Mm. and easygoing. Yeah, yeah. The rest of them, no matter what he's feeling, he tries to lighten the mood. mm -hmm. And in this one, he doesn't. Yep. So that is the end of chapter five. Thank you for joining us this week on Two Mourners. One book club. And if you guys have questions, comments, or concerns, you can always send us an email at twomournerspod at gmail.com. We check it every day. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you can send us um, a DM on Instagram. Instagram. We would love to hear from you there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Messaged a few people and um, love hearing from fellow Grishaverse fans. Yes. Um, And by the time this comes out, we'll be a little bit closer to season two. Ah. Um, But until then, happy Happy heisting. heisting. Goodbye.